Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtime with Downstar. I'm here with Daniel Martinez. Daniel, M Life. M Life, dude. You made it. I know, finally, right? Dude, it's been so hard to get you out here. Get a little closer to the mic if you can. There you go. Look at that. We want to hear your, your voice, dude. I know, right? Look at that. So You're so soft-spoken. That's why, dude. You're right. And actually, I was just going to touch on that. I do need to go ahead and speak up a little more. So the fact that the mic needs to be closer, it's not to be make fun of me, but <laughs> <laughs> just to highlight that, yes, I am very You're soft-spoken. You're such a soft-spoken, gentle man, dude. Um, Pause. Right? <laughs> Um, for the most part, I, I you know, I kind of just always grew up, you know, just being a little respectful and, you know, just always knowing when to talk or yeah. just waiting for my time. But, um, over time, I really have learned that, you know, in order for me to be heard or to just stand out from the crowd, you just got to speak up. And, you know, it was a good thing that, uh, I was able to take a few classes, you know, just in speech. Oh, so really? Kinda, yeah, yeah, just a little bit. And, you know, kind of like telling you how to like not talk so much with your hands. You know, a lot of us oh, tend to talk with our hands okay. or we'll tend to move a lot, you know. So one of the things that they did try to focus was just to ensure that you make good eye contact and then that you're very clear. And, um, you know, so it's uh, it's it's been a little uh, hard to implement that, you know, yeah. just especially with me. No, nah, dude, like um, one of the things that did stand out with you is that you're very well spoken, you know, and your, uh, your point always came off direct and there wasn't mm -hmm. any confusion to it at all. I, I hope so. Sometimes I feel like my instructions just tend to be a little confusing, mm. <laughs> especially when over the phone, you know, oh, I, I think that, okay. that's, but I do prefer conversations than um just messages for sure for you sure know, so much gets lost like that. in that dude. it does it does and um you know I, I feel like some messages they either tend to come uh across the wrong way for or sure. you know just misinterpret it yeah so. it always depends on how the other person is interpreting it absolutely if, if they already feel that there's some sort of tension or animosity one mm -hmm. thing you could say if you don't say it correctly yeah. or, you know, I, I feel that the, the best way of explaining things is like it's on you to be able to deliver the message You're that right. you have. You're absolutely right. Because, you know, there's there's so many people that you communicate with that it's very hard to, you know, to put everyone in the same, you know, in the same basically character for They're, sure everyone's different not everyone's the same so you have to learn how to adapt and for me i really feel like communicating and just one-on-one -on -one, it's always been the best way of you know getting to either know someone or to get your, your point across for sure so these classes where did you take these at oh valley college oh really yeah, yeah. oh that's cool did you go to college i did for how long? Uh, I, I went there for a couple years oh okay yeah, i didn't really i didn't finish i didn't graduate but i i, I just you know you get caught up with life sometimes that it's always it's a sacrifice yeah you got to make a choice which which do you want to go with for sure and you know school is not for everyone and i think we've all we've we've been hearing that a lot lately yeah for sure when i graduated i i try to go to community college probably like at least two or three times mm -hmm. you know go take a few classes yeah. and just like Got some more hours at work, so oh, I can't, I can't go to class today. And you know, one one day you miss turns into two, turns into three, and you're like, well, I already missed three, so might as well not ever go again. <laughs> you're right, and you know, like life gets in the way. Yeah. You know, how can you stop a moving train? You know, and and the thing is, it's, sure. it's you, you either 
have the mentality and the direction to go in that route or go into the working field. Yeah. So I think at that time I wanted to go to college just because it was the thing, mm -hmm. you know, and maybe yeah. if we were still back in those days, it would still be the thing. Absolutely. I, I'm not going to say school is not, obviously I said school is not for everyone, but you can definitely get a good sense of a, of direct, of a direction that you want to head to if you go to school and obviously you can get more, more training Yeah. or you can also go to a trade, trade, a trade tech or something like that. You yeah, know, trade yeah, school. yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel it's not for everybody. It wasn't mm -hmm. for me. No, you know? no, no. And I, I, the, the reason that I did go to school was kind of the reason that I that I personally feel from my belief that a lot of people do mm -hmm. you know because graduating high school bro it's a lot of pressure man you're like man you gotta start life it is it is and you know it's funny that you say that um as we're in school I, I think that's the last thing that's on our mind you know we don't think all right what am I gonna do right after high school mm -hmm. unless again you have that mentality and you're kind of put in that direction but like when I grew up I was like I was just living the moment. <laughs> for sure. For sure. You know, so it, it's just one of those things where you, when you live in the time, you do tend to pay the, the consequence. And that's usually in the form of catching up, you know. Yeah. And, and But and that, that's life. <laughs> hey, it is. You know, yeah. everybody can navigate it however they see fit. Absolutely. You know, and, and sometimes it works out some ways and sometimes it doesn't work out. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I, I honestly feel, bro, I, I feel that, like, no matter what situation that you get into, mm -hmm. like, there's always a way to come back, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I feel like if, as long as you have um, the drive and the motivation, and in a sense, sometimes you have to dig for the, within that motivation just within yourself. You know, you cannot always expect for someone to, you know, hold your hand and walk you through, through it yeah. the whole step of the way. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, and it has proven, I mean, this country is definitely a great country where, you know, anything is possible. Yeah. You know, I, myself, I'm not, I wasn't born here. So just being able to be where in the position that I'm at and to be able to have achieved the, the things that I, I've been able to just, I guess it's not the, the, the material things that I really try to like gravitate to. It's nice to have those things, but I think you just have to have that that nice, you know, moral compass mm. and good sense of direction. For and, sure, you know, and you know, for me, it's like uh, it, it's tough to 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 separate those. You know, for me, I when people come to me like to mod cars, you know, it's like it could be a good po a, a good chance for me to sell and sell. But I kind of like to rather. Rather than sell right away, I'd rather educate someone, mm. you know, tell them, okay, so what are you trying to do? And For sure. What are you going to, what's your end goal? Yeah. And then we make that happen without me just trying to like sell like, you know, A through Z. For sure. And um, it's a downfall because again, you know, if, if I did that, then I could possibly have my own shop. I could have the Daniel M. Live Garage. But um, I think that's one of those things where I'll just let, you know, I'll, I'll let it just come naturally. I, I could force it, I can make it happen, but I know like it, it just, it would be me stretching myself more than what I'm already doing. And I feel like right now I need to focus more on building the brand mm. than trying to just build a shop. Yeah, I think a shop is, it'll be good for like a short term, you know, time till my body gets tired or something happens or 
and and I think if I can just focus myself in the brand, you know, just build a Daniel M life, you know, um, I don't want to say lifestyle, but you know, again, you know, I think Eris says it best. You know, you got to pay to play. Yeah. So if you're willing to put in the the extra time, the extra effort, or the extra sacrifice, then you know, I think anyone anyone can make anything happen. Yeah, no, for sure. And that uh, that extra time and that extra effort, it has to come from somewhere. Absolutely. You know, so sometimes it will come from your character to come from who who you are mm-hmm. I- internally. So it's like, do you really want to make those? Do you want to make those sacrifices? And do you want to make that sacrifice to your character? You know, because mm-hmm. even if people don't find out about it or whatever, like, you know. Yeah. You know, you know that that person didn't need new ball joints or bushings or or what have you, Absolutely. and you knew that they wouldn't know. Yeah. So you know, and you're gonna have to live with that. And and mm-hmm. some people, they look at that in in a certain way where it's like, ah, whatever. Yeah. But I can I can tell you from myself that like that that stuff really weighs on me mm-hmm. because if I'm that I, that feels like a shortcut, you know. Oh, so yeah. if I'm taking shortcuts, that means that I'm really not as good as i think that i am i'm not putting in the work that that i really should i i I agree i i really feel like you know like for me it's not it's not about making a quick buck it's more about trying to build a relationship if i can get you to trust me to come back again and again then you know i'm not just gonna do like a quick old chain service Uh, and that's one of the things that i like to tell people i I don't like to just do a quick service i'd rather help you put your vision to to you know, on from your thought to like making it happen on your car, and I, I that that's why for me it just really feels like that's the vision I try to project, mm-hmm. not my vision, but the vision that you're trying to accomplish and doing it the right way. Yeah, you know, it, it's it gets really expensive on any kind of builder, you know, whether it's a it's a Honda, a, a Subaru, um, you know, to an M to a Lambo, it, it's mm-hmm. definitely it it adds up. So, yeah, especially if you don't have these conversations mm-hmm. with people and you don't know what their end goal is or what their vision is. Right. You know, if you help somebody get their vision to reality, that's huge, man. It is. And in like in more than it's it's the education because I can make someone spend money. I can tell you how to spend like five, ten grand really easily. And you still probably want to get the the. The benefit that you wanted to do or maybe you're getting more than what you wanted mm. and one of the things that i've noticed is um some people come and you know they they want more power but the way i see it is um i i'd rather get you the power once you feel comfortable and confident to push the full power on a stock mode without you having the nannies on and basically, at that point, then, if you can handle that power, then I think you're ready for more power. What does that mean, the nannies? Um, like, the like uh, dynamic chassis control. Mm. You know, if you have to be on, like, everything on, MDM oh, and stuff like that. Okay. I so, feel, so the pussy way. Pretty, pretty <laughs> much, you know. I feel like it's... It, no, I, I'm just kidding. There is, <laughs> it's dangerous. Like, but, if you don't know how to drive it, especially with the rear-wheel drive, dude. Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's... Funny that you said the rear wheel drive because I had one of the worst experiences with the G80, and mm. that's an all wheel drive. And unfortunately, given that it's, it was a new platform to me, the X drive and the the fact that I could switch it to rear wheel drive, 
when you do that, you can actually control how much traction you get on rear wheel drive. Oh, okay. When I put it on rear wheel drive, um, I thought I had all the traction as a rear wheel drive car. And unfortunately, as soon as I, I stepped on it, I was already at 40. I kind of just floored it. The car just turned to the right as if I was trying to drift the car. Oh, so wow. So I was like, I, I had a few cars next to me and the wall. Luckily, I was able to just counter steer the, the, the drift in a sense. And man, it, it was one, a scary moment. But it was one of those moments that if you don't have the background, the knowledge or the confidence in the car, you're going to end up hitting the car or the wall. For sure. So at that point, it's just one of those things where, uh, again, I like to really em emphasize on if you can handle the power, then let's get you the more power. Mm. And, and and that that for me it feels a little bit more responsible yeah because you know everyone anyone can go fast it's just how good are you at those at, at that speed or yeah I think that that's the issue with the the Mustang guys you know and that's why it's it's become like a meme of them you know doing burnouts or even any of those American muscle cars dude doing burnouts and them losing control it's like man if you've never driven a car a rear wheel drive car mm -hmm. with that much power and you don't know what it feels like when that ass breaks loose like that's that's dangerous man oh yeah absolutely i mean it's definitely it's uh you know for me i'll be honest i uh before i had the m's you know i i, I had my moments in the rain and in a rear wheel drive truck you know i was uh kind of merging on the freeway and i, and I was gonna slide it <laughs> <laughs> on purpose yeah bro i ended up like Flipping a U-turn, luckily no one was there, and it was the uh, company truck at the time. Oh, <laughs> shit. Ah. Hey, I don't work for that company So anymore. you're like the kids at the takeovers, dude, and the U-Hauls? <laughs> I was at the time. <laughs> but, you know, you kind of learn. You yeah. know, that was one of those things that kind of, after that happened, I was like, oh, never again. Yeah. Or I just didn't feel comfortable enough just because... Um, it had had it been a different situation, it could have been worse. Yeah. I could have lost my job. I could have hurt someone. Or you know, it's just one of those things that you kind of learn. Um, once I got the M, the the cars, the M's, basically, and I, I'll say it that way because um, when you buy the cars, you can get the driver's package, and it'll give you like a free day at at the BMW Performance Center. Okay, got you. So and that's you, in the thermal. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's in got thermal. you. So I, and they have a few other locations, but I know they have one in the East Coast. I think it's in North Carolina. Oh, okay. So um, it, it's honestly, for me, I think it's a must for, not just for every M driver, but I think every driver needs to go through a course like that. Just because, you know, with, um, I think everybody has the ability to hold a steering wheel and step on a brake and accelerator, but no one really knows what to do in certain situations. And I think in a sense, having the right teachings and education, I feel like, I feel that our driving instructors or something, it's like, there's just not, not a good, you know, not good to the conditions that we're used to now with yeah. the cars, you know, the evolution of cars and speeds. We're so outdated with the way, you know, everybody kind of drives out here. Yeah, for sure. Do you, if you say like 500 horsepower, like, oh, oh, that's cool. No, bro, 500 horsepower is crazy. It is. And that's like nothing nowadays. Dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, everybody now, now it's like a thousand. A, a thousand seems like the goal. A thousand is the 500, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's like when you have that much power and then you don't have to have any sort of 
driving classes or mm-hmm. different type of license or anything like that like man not everybody's built to drive 500 horsepower dude no no not really i mean it and for me like i said it i i it took me a few a few times to go to the to the course out there to thermo to really feel i mean the cars are capable of doing so much more it's For just sure. how much can i keep up to the car's ability yeah and you know that that, that was basically the thing that kind of just made me feel more comfortable and you know just more than anything i guess love the brand you know these yeah I, I could definitely uh relate to you on that um my wife ashley she worked at rusnak bmw mm-hmm. from when we met so we met in 2012 and then she stopped working there in 2020 so I didn't get my first M until 2017. Mm-hmm. So I just wasn't interested in BMWs at all. And finally she talked me into it and I got the, the F82 M4 and bro, I fell in love. Mm-hmm. And then for that Christmas, she bought me um, a pass to go to nice. uh, the driving experience in Thermal. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I went there that I was like, wow, my car has so much more potential You're right. than I've even given it. Right. I mean, we're, we're only able to scratch the surface For on sure. the streets, you know, without us getting arrested or perhaps getting into an accident. And I think out there, you know, when when you have a close course and you have a professional telling your ear, hey, you're doing this wrong or you go know, faster. Yeah, yeah, turn off traction control, <laughs> yeah. use the pedal shifters. It's more encouraging, you know, and, and it's it's more fun, especially because. You know, at the end of the day, you walk out of there and your car is still 100% intact. <laughs> yeah. And then you just destroyed the other car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. I was driving like, I think it was like an X5, dude. Oh, and I love there was the There was the line where you're supposed to break at. And I went like even <laughs> past that, dude. Just, <laughs> just ripping it. And that car just felt amazing. And like, how does mm-hmm. an SUV feel like this? It's just meant to, it's telling you, push more, push mm-hmm. more. I mean, the the engineering behind these vehicles, I mean, it's just the the reinforcement to the chassis, suspension, the brakes. I mean, honestly, it really gives you the best um, machine, you know, at your disposal to just kind of toss around. And yeah. again, if, if you have the, the ability Man, these cars are so much fun. For sure. So, I mean, a, a, any any street can feel like a track day. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of putting in a rear-wheel drive, like the M8, it has mm-hmm. it as well. Yeah. Where you can put in rear-wheel drive. And, man, that's crazy, bro. Oh, yeah. it, it's, it's just so much power that it just breaks loose. And that car is not as nimble as, like, the F82. Mm-hmm. So you feel it, man. That thing's swinging around. Oh, yeah. But I would love to take that out to the track Dude. one day and see what it really does you, you know like honest I, i've been trying to tell people let, let's get together <laughs> you know let, let's get yeah, a private right? course like 10 of us and then you know just make it a day we'll have a lunch truck at willow <laughs> you know for sure we can make it fun and and then at that point it, it would be us really just kind of testing ourselves in the same conditions without us you know putting ourselves at at risk or others if i get better i might run from the cops hey to be honest <laughs> dude, i might bro because the only thing that's really stopping me besides my family is just is <laughs> <laughs> just like, well, can I really get away? You oh, know? yeah. <laughs> Dude, funny story. I I tried doing that once. Never again. Really? Yeah. Did you get away? No, no. Oh, I shit. got a lesson. <laughs> he oh, gave me shit. a ticket and then he gave me a lesson. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> He's all like, don't ever run for the cops. We'll kick your ass. <gasps> 
Oh shit! So he kicked your ass? No, because oh. I got out of my car. So I, so I was traveling. I was late to work, and I was going down on on um, Van Nuyen in Burbank, and there was a motorcycle cop hidden right before Buena Vista. There was like a a, a big truck hidden or parked right there, and they usually hide right behind mm. it. So, dude, I was like late, and um, I and and it, this was like almost a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it was a long time ago, <laughs> and um. I was doing like over 60 on the 35 um, and dude, like he caught me and when he saw me and I saw him, I was like, fuck. So I went ahead and I stepped on it some more <laughs> and I got to the, to the light. I made a right turn. Then I got to the next street and then I made another right turn and then I made a quick left and then I parked, got out of the car. Bro, he was on me like within you, you five seconds. You tried to seconds. do the Toretto? <laughs> you put the jacket on? Daniel, I forgot. Daniel, I'm like, <laughs> is that you, Daniel? I'm like, <laughs> that's what that, that's what gave me away, bro. Oh shit! So the JD's like, hey, you know, like, hey, don't ever do that. Like, if you ever do that, you're gonna have a whole squad of cars here. You're gonna have everybody upset at you because you're hiding something, and then. You're gonna get your ass whooped. Oh <laughs> damn! So yeah, that was that was one of the times I tried doing it, and obviously I wasn't fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> what car were you in? That was in my EG6. Oh shit! Yeah, so I had a little a little EG at the time. Okay. Yeah, I had a little B16. Oh uh, man! Swap in there, so. Bro, I thought I was quick. <laughs> yeah. Would you have Tokiko blues and skunk two sleeves or what? Yeah. What's the suspension? Um, so at the time, I had just finished the swap, mm. and my buddy Manny had helped me do a, the swap, and we did the what suspension did I have? Because I had some replica rotas. Oh, okay. And you know, um, was it the skunk twos? Um, it wasn't like a really like good suspension. It was just something that I was just kind of putting together. At okay, the time. got so, you. Um, I'm trying to think if I even did the suspension on that one or if it came with the car. Mm. Um, but we basically we we modded that little thing. It was a beautiful EG6 SI. This thing had like all the VIN numbers on the windows and all oh, the windows. Wow. You know how they had it etched in yeah. back in the days. Dude, that, that that thing was a jam. Oh wow. Um, yeah, but you know, like my son when when he was two years old and we were commuting like uh from from where I would pick him up and then we would we would go home. Dude, it was it was awesome. It was a great time. Man, the other day I tried to um I tried to take Frankie in the in the right hand drive, uh -huh. E G six and um the seatbelts didn't lock in uh. the back. So I couldn't put the car seat uh -huh. in there. I didn't feel comfortable with it. Yeah. I was like, man, it would be cool to take her for a drive in it. It would. Honestly, like, honestly, that the, that just kind of brought back some memories, you know, just kind of, you know, just, uh, it, it was tough at that time, you know. So just those memories are the ones that kind of tend to, like, stay with you. And that EG, honestly, we, we, we went through a lot, you know, yeah. putting it together and um, just the history with it. Yeah. So it was no. Fun. For for sure, dude. Um, I mean, I have so much history in the Honda stuff. Oh yeah, and that's that's taught me so much about. Um, it's taught me so much about about life. You know, I think in a sense, you know, there's a correlation. <laughs> you know, when you build a car, it's kind of like building yourself. For sure. Um, you know, obviously. 
there there's a sense that of uh, of how much of of yourself you put into something and um i think that's always been the thing with me i'm, I'm always so like heavily invested you know i always sorry go ahead bro i get it man you know you're 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 right dude like sometimes i'll i'll look at these cars and the the right hand drive i'll, I'll sit in it bro i'll sit in the right hand drive and i'll, I'll think like Man, I've lived so much <laughs> in this car. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's the thing about it. Like, it just brought so many great memories um, just because my son was a, was a little kid. And I think that was one of the times that we spent a lot of time together. Mm. And um, you kind of just wish back that you could take go back to those times, For you know. Sure. And now now he's uh, he's 14. He's, you know, he's in high school. So He's a man. He's yeah. living his life. <laughs> I yeah. get you, bro. You know, I, I still look back at that, too. Like, when Christian was younger, that was when I was in the middle of my hustle. Yeah. In the middle of my hustle, building the brand. And, like, it really does bum me out to look back at those times and think, like, man, I, I, I should have done more. I could have done more. Yeah. I should have. I should have realized what these moments meant. You're right, and I think honestly, right now, just uh, it just brought back so many memories. It it really kind of just made me realize how much I've I've put into it, how much I've had to sacrifice, and I mean by sacrifice because I also see it like I've been able to accomplish so much as well in that that time since he was a little kid. But I, yeah. I also missed out on a lot. Yeah, you know, just there's always a trade off. There's always a give and take. You know, unfortunately. Yeah, I I'm not the one that can have my cake and eat it too. For sure. Know? So there's always been a, a nice trade off. But again, I, I don't mind it just because I feel like sometimes it's it's like I'm telling you, like when even though I put someone's vision into into like into reality, it feels like in a sense it's like I'm putting that person's you know part of them and part of me into it. So that's that's why I feel like. Whenever I work on one of these cars, it's it's kind of like uh, I'm not gonna say it's it's relaxing. It's kind of like euphoric. Mm. I, I love to take things apart, you know. And and I guess that's why you know school's not for everyone. I've always been like a hands-on kind of person, you know. I've always liked to just you know see what I can build. And even though I'm not I'm not like um, I'm not college oriented or school oriented. I feel like I, I, I can manage myself, you know, in both aspects. So. For sure. I mean, the, that that whole aspect of, of being able to uh, to say like, oh, I have a degree, so I'm at this certain level. I'm this type of person. Like that, that whole, uh, like they said, the veil's been lifted up. You see what it is mm -hmm. now. And that doesn't determine that you're winning at life, which... On the other side, if you didn't go to college, that doesn't mean that you're failing at life. Uh, you know, I, I felt the same way. And, you know, sometimes I felt like, yeah, yeah, just because you went to school. But at the same time, you know, they, they did have to put in the time, the effort. For sure. So um, I think I, I think like everything that sometimes for me, it's it's hard. Well, it was harder back then to kind of just not speak on my emotions 
now in a sense i've kind of just learned over time just to take a second analyze and then make a comment because mm. i i felt like you know again I, I i feel like every day i'm just learning or i'm trying to make myself better yeah because i'll still make mistakes you know i'll still do something wrong and and therefore i feel like I, I there's always a way to just maybe perhaps improve a little bit you know i don't have to like do a whole 360 in one day but mm, yeah if I can just acknowledge a few things on myself and, you know, make that change, then that's all I can do. You know, and then I, I feel like that's the best thing about growing up, maturing, and even being a parent, mm -hmm. you know, because there was things that I did when I was younger, when I was a younger parent that, like, I wouldn't do now. Mm -hmm. And maybe that my son didn't get the best version of me when I was younger, he's going to get the best version of me from now on, you know? And if I didn't go through, if I didn't go through these kind of changes that I put myself through having to look within and have accountability, mm -hmm. then I, who knows? I would probably still be out, you know, out at these shows and not worried about family life or anything. And now my, my daughter, Frankie, she's even getting the best, mm -hmm. you know? And then, my wife too is like she was a young mom and it's just it's hard bro so we literally had to all grow together we yeah. all had to mature together and the good thing is that it happened relatively at a young age so now we have the rest of our life and i could give the advice to my son mm -hmm. from the mistakes that i made oh, and absolutely. and i realized that those were mistakes mm -hmm. early enough in my life where hopefully it can impact him because when I was his age, bro, nobody was having like real conversations with me. You're absolutely right. And, you know, like there, there really isn't, you know, and sometimes when there is, sometimes we don't want to hear it, mm -hmm. you know, and and it's just one of those things where we have to kind of just take the, the what we learn and just try to make it better because you're right. I'm I'm not going to try and raise my kids the same way I was I was raised. Um, I definitely want to want them to understand the reasons behind it. Mm. But you know this uh this generation is definitely not like our generation you know we're every generation has a different ios as yes, i like to, for sure you know call it it's a different type of programming and um uh, you know like right now is where i feel like if i can just he's also at the right age where i can also maybe perhaps get him a little bit more interested in what i'm what i'm doing right now so i think it's more about quality like you said if we could be at the shows every weekend and miss out on these moments. But now I think as we mature, we start realizing what's more important. Yeah. And you have to be more selective with um, with your time and, uh, and the people that you share your time with. For sure. You know, so. Yeah, I, I do look at it like the, the things that I want to do with my time. Those are, um, even though it is my time and I can do whatever I want with it, mm -hmm. it I, I really have to like look at it like a dessert mm -hmm. you know i can't have dessert all the time even though i can if i wanted to right i'm gonna end up paying for it somehow whether it's i'm gonna lose in my family dynamic or work is gonna be affected or what have you you yeah. know and I, th I think that that's like that's something that we have to come to terms with is like you said you can't have your cake and eat it too it's funny and i only laughed because a few months back i was being a dumbass i was so busy 
And, you know, every morning I would just wake up and instead of having, I would wake up hungry. And instead of having a, a, a meal, I would have a cookie as oh, a snack, shit. you know, and I did that for a while and <laughs> it caught up to me, you know, like I just felt my body crash. Yeah. My body was just so overly dependent on the sugar that when it didn't get it anymore, I just felt this big drop in energy. For sure. It's just, again, you're, you're right. You have to learn how to just be moderate with everything and life is just about moderation yeah you know we all want everything but we gotta leave some for everybody else you know <laughs> for sure no and then you think about it it's like when i was a kid what would i want for dinner every night mm-hmm. like pizza you know i would want to have pizza every night oh, dude. but now i'm an adult and i could literally have pizza every night but i have to know when i can have pizza and when i can't have pizza you're, you're right uh you know like i I like I said, my I'm I was born in Mexico. My parents are from Mexico. They're from Veracruz, and you know when we came here, you know, I came as an illegal, and um, and we grew up poor. You know we we didn't have much, and uh, what we did have, you know, we always my mom always made at home, mm. and you know so it was always like you know we always ate at ate in, and we when we ever we ate out was like a special occasion or something. And now you're right. It's like every day, oh, we'll eat out, we'll eat out, you know. But you miss that, that, that. Um, in a sense, it's it's a, uh, it's um, discipline. Yeah, for you know? sure. Because not only were you disciplined to be at home at a certain time and get everything done, so that, that way you can spend family time, and then you know rest, and then do the thing all over again. Now it's like everyone does their own thing. You know, yeah. we're all like in different schedules, different. It's like different universes in a sense. Yeah, right? Everybody's living their own universe. Yeah. And you hope that like your planets are close enough where, where <laughs> you're you're seeing what everybody's you're in the same yeah. rotation, you know, but it is true. It is, it is. Like um, it's it's like like right now. Like my wife and my daughter, they're doing their thing. Mm-hmm. My son's doing his thing and I'm doing my thing. Mm-hmm. And the further the more we all do our own thing the further we are away from like the sun, you yeah. know, the sun is what's bringing us all together. Yeah. And it's, you have to check yourself on those things because yeah. naturally everybody does get busy. And uh, you know, he, my, my son Christian has his own life, dude. He mm-hmm. has his friends. He's playing soccer, club soccer. He's skateboarding. Wow. He's doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, my daughter's doing her own thing. Ash is doing her own thing. And so am I. And, mm-hmm. but we all have to consciously remember that like, yeah, but we all need to spend time together as well, right. and not for an obligation. But this is what is this is what really matters, right? This is what we're gonna remember. I, absolutely, and I feel like you know, like even then, you know, I still had that that moment where you know we kind of just sat at the table and you know just shared those moments. To where now it's you know it's more like hey, you want to join the table? No, no, I'm eating in my room. My room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna play games or whatever. Yeah, which yeah. is. Which is a shame it when is. you look at it. And there's a lot of things when mm-hmm. I was younger that I that I really that I miss those times. I do too. But the reason we were in those times because we were unfortunate. You know, like we didn't have as much. Absolutely. I mean, like you said, you, you know, like when we were growing up, we didn't have these com- supercomputers that are in the palm of our hands. You know, where we can just access the rest of the world. You know, we kind of just had to create our own world. Yeah. So it just kind of, it's it's evolution of times and you know just kind of goes with uh with 
I guess, evolving and learning how to do things differently. Because li- like I was telling you, I can't really raise my kid the same way that my parents were raised. Now it's like, he'll be like, nah, my homies are doing this. Or nah, mm. you, you're tripping, old man. <laughs> you're tripping. <laughs> it's an old man, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, I feel you. So when did you make your way to the States? Um, At what age? I was six years old. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, my parents brought my sister and myself. We kind of just, uh, we were living in Mexico City at the time. Um, my mom was uh, taking care of us out there. Uh, you know, like, true story was, you know, we we, my, we lived out there during the, the earthquake in Mexico. Mm. And um, my mom had a, she had like a store where she would sell fruit and food sandwiches and smoothies. And she would always wake up every morning to go pick up you know, like the vegetables and all this stuff. And that day that the earthquake happened, she overslept. And thank God for that, because otherwise she would have been like in a subway or in one of those buildings that, you know, unfortunately had collapsed. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, I mean, we we lived that, we lived there in the city during that year. And um, my dad came out here first. He came out here. He worked in uh, he worked in the fields and, um, you know, he pretty much got his. Uh, his uh his immigration he got his residency through that and then he brought us aboard but um obviously when he brought us he didn't bring us you know the legal way until you know we kind of just you know got a little bit older than he applied for for us but man you know my life could have been a lot different you know there, there was also a time where when I was a kid, uh, though I got lost my, because my parents they they sold that at a supermarket like one of these like uh like um farmers markets kind of deal you know they have like a little it's kind of like a tianguis or something out there in mexico where they have like all vendors and stuff and they would sell like stuff out there like um anything from soap uh for washing clothes to vegetables anything you know and um and my dad he played soccer a lot <laughs> he took my sister to a soccer match and oh actually no he left my sister and myself with my mom and he left and my mom got so overwhelmed and i went ahead and i started wandering around long story short um when my dad came they you know like Where, where's daniel my they couldn't find me they started freaking out and um one of my uncles found me uh right about to board a bus with this older lady so like dude i know <laughs> like i could have like not even been here at all who was the lady? Nobody knew. So uh, they they don't they didn't know if I just kind of wandered off and I was crying. I was crying as this lady was taking me aboard. And then my uncle's like, "Hey lady, you can't take this kid. He's not yours." He's like, "He's mine. He's mine." <laughs> oh. Shit. Yeah, yeah, bro. Like honestly, I I've um, I've I've gone through some stuff, you know, kind of just growing up to where like I feel like destiny has a certain you know fate for you in store yeah so it's been kind of it's been fun it's been scary it's been trippy it's been it's been everything man and then you know like i said just kind of even coming through to to the u.s as a kid you know just kind of we came the illegal way um we came through the through the through what was it the mountains do you know do you like remember that Oh yeah, bro. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's just it's it, it's sometimes it's these moments that really kind of just you know shape your life. I mean, for me, it's like one of those things that I can't forget. 
I mean, I, I just it just feels like if it was even yesterday when I was just kind of, you know, running through the through the hills, hiding in the bushes, and I mean, even even I think what makes it more memorable for me was the fact that as I was running, I lost my shoe. So like I, I I like legit just was running through the fields and hopped on the car, made it out to our safe home, and for a whole week I didn't have a shoe. <laughs> And my sister would go out and play. And, and see, that's why it kind of stands out more because I felt like if I was a prisoner without a shoe. <laughs> oh, wow. Dude. So um, you're just running and... Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, bro. Um, Honestly, just... I'm laughing at it, but at the time, you know, being a kid and, you know, obviously you're doing something illegal and you know you're doing something illegal, it really it kind of just... I mean, it's either you remember, you want to remember, or you just block it out of your mind. Yeah. I, I think for me, it's just uh, it's just one of those things that I can't forget. You know, it just kind of stays with you. That's crazy, so, dude. How long did that journey take? Um, so the journey itself was it was like a like half a day. So we kind of left the the hotel where we were staying at like around noon. So that would be on the Mexico side? Uh-huh. Okay. And TJ? We're like in TJ? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we were like in TJ in a hotel. And then um, we kind of just waited to, you know, just wait for the perfect time to just get across, I guess. And, um, dude, it was like within half a day, we were already like in San Diego. Okay. But I think times were different back then than they are right now. I mean, this was back like in 1988. Oh, so you less technology and... Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So it was different, you know. It wasn't like like it is right now. I I think right now you you hear more like scarier stories about people just coming over. But um, back then, honestly, it was just the, it was chasing the dream, you know. My dad, when he when he made the decision to go out to pick us up and bring us, it was to bring us to a better way of life, mm. you know? So it wasn't to do something nefarious or anything like that. It was just, honestly, he felt like that this was the best place where he could give us more because he was, he, my parents were always hard workers. You know, they always worked very hard and it wasn't the work. It was what you can make out there to like what you can make here. So that was the biggest drive to kind of just move over to the U.S. and. <clears throat> Like I said, there was obviously a lot of like, you know, like moments where maybe it wasn't my destiny, but at the end of the day, it really kind of was meant to be. Yeah. So. um, Wow, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So when you got back, when you got into the U.S., where did you guys um, stay at? So when we when we came in, uh, my dad and his brother, they had an apartment together. So we lived by downtown. Oh, okay. So we lived out there. Um, honestly, I lived I lived around the downtown LA area up until when I graduated um, high school. Mm. After high school, um, I moved out to the valley. But um, for the most part, I lived out at, by the Pico Union area, kind of around that area. So I went to Hoover Street Elementary, which is on Hoover and Eighth Street. Um, and then from there, I graduated to Randall Middle School. Um, from there, uh, my sister was, she's a year older than me. Instead of opting to go to LA High or Belmont, which were the our home schools, um, we opted out to come out to the Valley to Grant High School. So after she graduated, 
I was I was right behind her one year, so I wanted to follow follow where she went. It was a lot easier and honestly I was never really gravitated to, you know, to I guess what everybody else was at the time. I just kind of wanted to focus and in a sense kind of just wanted to change change the scenery. And um honestly, it, for me I feel like if it was one of the best moves because I felt in love with not the the well, the school and the people are in the valley are different than the people in LA. Mm. And I, I just felt like even the valley just felt more like a like a home kind of you know like scene for sure more than like downtown it felt like <laughs> so much chaos for you know sure. so i kind of identified more myself with, with that part so it, it was it was a good transition um but dude growing up was was tough you know just um my parents like i said they worked very hard my dad had two to three jobs at one time you know just trying to get us to have our own place because you know obviously you come from you know a, a certain place where you have you know your degree your knowledge your everything and then you come to a new world where those degrees and everything don't mean anything sometimes and you got to start all over again um so it was always just one of those things where you know I was just always trying to provide for us and Honestly, I think that's kind of like one of the the things that stays with me the most is just their hard work, all their sacrifice. You know, you you see how much you know goes into trying to make it work. You know, it's it's just not the financial part. I think it's just as a family, as a yeah. unit. You know, it just it tends to take a toll on like the way you you see things, and sometimes uh, for me, honestly. It took me a while to to mature and to acknowledge some of the things I needed to change about myself. You know, I think you know, part of me forgot my struggles and all that growing up and I took everything for granted and I felt like oh I was just born. Like if I was born got here, you. you know, and and at that point, you know, you well, if you don't have the right, you know, like financial set in place, then you know, you're going to find yourself you're going to find yourself struggling. You know, and I, I definitely found myself making the decisions that kind of hindered my growth. Um, at that point, honestly, it's just one of those things like, are, are you going to just give up? Let 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 it just take its toll or are you just going to make a change? Yeah. Um, you look back at those times and, and does it does it make you does it make you feel feel bad that like you kind of took what your parents were providing and the hard work and the things that they went for? through like for granted oh absolutely absolutely um you know our parents always try to tell us you know like if if, if they're good parents and try to tell you hey this is not good for you you know the, the, from out of their own experiences or you know or if they don't care they won't tell you anything, yeah you know so um he they would tell me they would tell me hey this is not a good company for you or you know this is you know what are you doing and I wouldn't cite with them. You know, I would be like, no, you guys don't know anything, you know, in my head. Yeah. Because I couldn't talk to my dad that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was just kind of like, you know, it, now you see, like, everything that they really told you was because they knew. And it, it's some of the same words that I find myself telling my son, hey, dude, it's because I know. And one of the things that I try to do with that is I try to put myself in, in like, try to tell them my stories and what I really went through. Because 
what it does right now, like just kind of talking about these things, it, it, in a sense, it kind of makes me realize that I've, in a sense, diverted from some of those things that I should be focusing on. And, you know, sometimes we just get caught up in the moment and we're just living like rock stars. You yeah. Know? And even though I'm not, I'm not <laughs> at that level yet. <laughs> You're Daniel M. Life. Uh, You're a rock star, dude. I feel you though, yeah, dude. And it's it's always good to have conversations like yeah. this, or just to reflect and, and just you know reevaluate. It Be is because sometimes you do get caught up in your own world, in your own life, and everything that's going on. And you're this is this is just how life is. So it's just like let's just keep going, let's just keep rocking. But then you're not realizing the the signs because you're not even looking for them. You know, like, Absolutely. man, when's the last time that I went to dinner with my wife? Or, man, when's the last time that I went skateboarding with my son? Or, you know, when's the last time I took my daughter to the park? Yeah. And then, but then I'm over here going going to these meets or doing these builds or, or what, what have you, yeah. you know? And it's just like, I'm not super happy with myself, yeah. you know? And not, I mean... It's just those conversations yeah. that you have to have, the honest conversations mm -hmm. you have to have with yourself. Absolutely. And, and you have to see, am I living up to to the goal of what I want my, my legacy to be? Am I being the best at, in all aspects that, that, that I want to be? You know, And sometimes you just got to reel it back in. You're right. And I, I think right now this is serving me as a good, like, all right, dude, just... just Dial it back a notch, yeah. and then just focus, refocus on what's what, what's really important. And I, I'll do that almost every day, you know, like not on every aspect of my life, but on certain things that I feel that, you know, maybe perhaps I was just, you know, too quick to say something, or maybe I didn't say something quick enough, mm. or you know, just maybe I should have just said something to, you know, just one of the biggest things that I guess for me is just knowing my my own value. Yes. I mean, when I when I do something, I try to do it at, you know, at, I'm not going to say it to the best of my abilities because I, I try to definitely do that every single time. But I try to put myself 100% of myself into what I'm doing. Otherwise, like, I, like it's kind of like what I tell my son. Sometimes you have to lo love or like what you do because if not, then it's just going to be just like any other thing. Yeah. And, um... Right now, I feel like it's definitely uh, a good thing to just be able to acknowledge, you know, where where I, I could have done something better or how I can improve or, you know, again, um, just trying to get that edge, you know, to be better. Um, otherwise, like I said, it's just there's no point. You know, I might as well just kind of <laughs> just let everything else be. Yeah, and it is. on that on that same thought, you. You gotta, you know, congratulate yourself for what you have done and where you have accomplished and where you've come from, mm -hmm. you know, because I mean, you gotta take care of yourself at the end of the day. Because if, if you're not taking care of yourself, you don't even have the ability to take care of anybody else. 100%. And you gotta be your biggest fan, you know, and you gotta see, like, man, I've, I've come up. Like, you're 100% right. I mean, I'll be honest. Uh, I've been a little teary, but that's just because you, I've, you know, it, it, it's like you open up, you know, something very sacred to you. And, and I, I had, I, I actually had a therapist. I went to, a, like, to talk to a therapist for almost five years. Mm. 
like on a weekly basis and my tears weren't like tears of like of of sadness or or anything it's just kind of like tears of of like kind of therapeutic you know you just yeah. kind of feel like sometimes you gotta leave some of this baggage behind and in a sense it's amazing to be able to see where I where you go and sometimes you're right you have to be able to you know be grateful and uh, like acknowledge the, your accomplishments otherwise everyone else is going to tell you what you didn't accomplish right and that's all you're going to be hearing <laughs> yeah no for sure you got to be able to drown that stuff out mm -hmm. and you know and you're not you're never as good as you think you are and you're never as bad as you think you are absolutely and you you just gotta like you know pat yourself on the back sometimes and i you know with with me even saying that it's a lot of the time that that i have to do that to myself because you know i'm i'm caught up in this this life that i'm in and it's just moving so fast mm -hmm. and you think that like man every year is just flying by and it's it's going faster and faster but then you think about it like bro when did we go to impact in florida like march yeah how does that seem like a few years ago it, it doesn't does. seem like march no. so i'm squeezing so much stuff into a year that i'm not even really presently thinking about like man we've done a lot of stuff yeah you're right i mean we're almost at the end of the year you know we're just a few months away and it feels like we just you know we just finished uh beamer invasion csf mm -hmm. mpac Orlando Beamer Invasion and then all the other shows it really has you know time has it feels like time goes by a lot quicker yeah you know we definitely need to take more advantage and be more selective with with time um I think that's that's one of the main reasons why you know just knowing the right balance of like making sure that where you're putting your your eggs it's gonna be like a good investment mm. otherwise you know just you miss out <laughs> you miss out on so much you can miss out on in in like your personal life or you can miss out on you know the car scene or yeah like everything else this car scene moves fast bro. it does it you does. know kind of off topic like i wonder if people that don't do a lot of things with their time if time feels like it goes by slow you know i mean imagine if there's somebody that's just working a nine to five that they don't like mm -hmm. and they really don't do much like i wonder if time feels slow to them i would think i would it, think so right you would, you would have to i mean you know I, I worked also in the in the restaurant industry <laughs> i was a server and sometimes you would just look at the clock when there was no customers <laughs> you'd be like damn when's my next table coming in you know yeah so, definitely you know you, you have to keep a good keep yourself busy otherwise you know like I think for me, I, I tend to go crazy with ideas, you know, like just go up in the air. Yeah. So I have to really kind of keep myself, you know, just always busy on the go or something. And I think it's also on my personality. Um, I'm always just so quick or, you know, just to do something or be on the go, be on the move. Yeah. Unless I'm watching a movie, I, I really won't like be chilling. <laughs> You know, sometimes when I'm in the garage and I have some people over, I'll be sitting down and then I'll just get up and I'll start cleaning up. Damn. Just because, you I know, I, you. I just, I, I got to do, I feel like if I have to do something, I'm not one of those like bodies that. I just, wonder what that is, dude. Because I, I, I feel the same way. 
Yeah. And my wife tells me, she's like, you just need to chill. You yeah. know? And I'm like, I, I don't feel right when I'm just chilling. Yeah. You know, even if we're all just chilling, I'll just chill right here and like, you know, clean up or something. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. I don't know what it is, dude. No, I don't know either. Um, funny thing is, honestly, for me, <laughs> I think I have some ADHD. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I feel like with that, you know, you get that extra energy. Yeah. And, you know, you just got to keep yourself busy because, again, it, it, it I feel like ADHD is, is, is something that is a good thing. It could For be sure. a bad thing. You know, it could be a good thing if you're trying to accomplish a lot because then you have a lot of high energy and, you know, you'll be able to get a lot more accomplished. But at the same time, if you let the negative part of ADHD kind of just get to you, then that's going to be hinder you. What if you're ADHD gangbanger? Damn. Bro. You're just doing mad yeah, drive. Super Dude, G. we already did three <laughs> drive-bys. I don't care. Let's go. We still got bullets. Let's go. Let's keep going. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's how you move up in the ranks. Dude. That's how you do it, bro. That's how you do it. Now, nah, you're right, though, dude, is, is that um, I think what it is is that I recognize that what I can do in a certain amount of time and when I don't do something, I feel like I'm wasting time, which Mm -hmm. that's one thing that I do not ever want to do is waste time, Mm -hmm. especially in my older age is because I recognize that, you know, time isn't here forever. Absolutely. And something can always happen or or what have you, you know, Mm -hmm. like not even something bad where, where it's, you just look at the worst situation that can happen, which is totally true. It can always happen. But also like, man, if I would have started, you know, if I would have started podcasting a couple years before, I would be further along in my career or what have you. You're absolutely right. I think we are we are our worst own worst enemies at times. You know, if we postpone a project or something, you know, it just adds up and it builds up and then before you know it, you got a few projects to edit or a few cars to work on or papers to turn in. It, it just it really adds up and you know, I was really bad at just being a self-initiative. You know, I, I was never one to, you know, do it on my own. And it's one of the things that I, I kind of catch myself, you know. I, I guess if we really if we really put more than 10% of our brain to, to use, we would get a lot more done as mm-hmm. humans. And I think that that's something that would apply to me is if I were to do more with my time, I could do more, you know. But... Unfortunately, you're right. It's just we have to just dig deep, dig deep down inside, and just find that inner energy to just kick yourself in the ass and get moving again. Yeah, and when you can't find it, just OD on coffee. There it is, man. Would you ever get the uh, the Neuralink? Ooh, I don't know. All right, so I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty scared of technology in that sense. You know, like I feel like at that point we're just we would become a host mm. to you know to something that could potentially we, we we could possibly not have control over um i think it kind of goes back to some of the movies i've seen you know like you know <laughs> like where people have like a watch and it's you know about time if they don't have enough, if they don't have enough credits for time oh, they they yeah. die i never seen that movie that's what justin timber like isn't it i think so yeah yeah but yeah i i know what you're talking about yeah so there's definitely you know that kind of thought and for me, honestly, I've I've always been very scared of even just Western medicine. Mm. Uh, 
I'm I'm not a big medicine kind of person. You know, I'll try to, I'll try some like natural leaves remedies. or something. Yeah, I'll try some onions. Meat, some put an onion under your underarm or so, something so like that. Manzanilla, in your sock, put you know? an onion in your sock. <laughs> 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 oh, so you good. Know? <laughs> yeah, no. What the fuck is this garlic doing in here? <laughs> hey, God damn it. <laughs> we need more garlic. We're not even cooking. <laughs> I don't feel good. <laughs> no, you're right, dude. Um, you're right. Because what did people do before then? Did they just, I don't know. Maybe they just died. You know, it, hey, man. 25. I, all right. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I, I need another 25 more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, bro. Like, honestly, I feel like for me... It's just one of those things where I gotta just let nature do its thing. I mean, I'm not gonna go ahead and you know like do the same thing I was doing, which you eat, eat cookies, you eat know, cookies. in the morning yeah. <laughs> for breakfast, mm-hmm. and then put out like a massive amount of work on physical labor with the cars. You know, it's just it, it it's not a good balance. For sure, <laughs> if you're conscious of it, I think that that's like step one. Oh, absolutely. Just to be conscious of things that you're putting in your body. Oh well, yeah. I mean, honestly, everything that you're intaking. The information that you're intaking, the things that you're listening to, the food, like everything. You have to evaluate all that stuff and say, what what am I putting inside of me? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's it's whether you have people in your life that are bringing negativity or you're eating this processed food or you're drinking soda all the time. You have to think about like, man, I need to take a step back. And that doesn't mean to just cut all that stuff out. But. It's like an alcoholic, bro. You got to recognize the issue at first to, to make a, a change. You're absolutely right. Um, I was never big into finding out about foods. I would just think food was just food. Didn't think of GMOs. Never did my research on it. Never thought about like what lectins were. Never, you know, I was processed sugars. Well, fuck it. Give me some more, you know? Yeah. And, you know, like as, as I, my son was born and, you know, like as I, started to see things i i wanted to change and, un, un, and unless you're willing to put in the time to do the research honestly the in the, in the back of whatever you're drinking or eating they're not going to tell you hey this is not good for you for it's sure. processed sugars for you know? sure. it's, it's it's just one of those things where you have to be willing to to see you know more than what's presented to you you know and and I, I, I feel like it, for me, it's always been that way uh, in everything that I've tried to do. I even sold life insurance. I, I was going to be a securities broker. I got my license. But it was always one of those things where I needed to make sure that what I was going to sell or I was going to put my name on was going to be something that I myself would be consuming or for sure or, or doing, using, you know, and and in a sense, that kind of mentality is good and bad. Because it'll, it's good if you're driven and by sales and financial gains. But it's, it's not good if you're kind of driven by, oh, I want to do right by the, by the world. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. But and then that, that right and wrong is just on somebody's opinion as Absolutely. well. You know, there's certain things that probably I'm doing that other people are, that are more successful are doing that they're just like, yeah, you're not doing right. Like, why are you're only focusing on these cars. Why don't you do these cars or that? You know? Mm-hmm. And then I look at them and I'm like, well, your kids hate you. So, <laughs> yeah, and you know that that's right. You know, it's, certain things work for certain people. 
and, and it's not always, you know, what works for me is not always going to work for, for sure. you. So I, I think there's also that misconception, you know, and I, I've learned that along the way. You know, I feel like sometimes when I'm driving, I'm like, why doesn't this idiot move out of the way? Why does he <laughs> yeah. block me? Doesn't he see me rolling by? Yeah. But it's just one of those things where I, I cannot project my, 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 my own thoughts and whatnots on, on someone else. And, and that's why I, I think with therapy, what that really did for me was just really change my whole perspective. You know, like sometimes I'll talk shit, you know, I'll talk shit on the road. But, you know, I don't talk shit because... I, I, I guess I just talk shit because that's what my dad used to do. <laughs> mm, yeah. But, you know, like, nevertheless, uh, I, again, and that, that's why I try not to be the same way as my dad with my kid as far as punishments or trying to tell him certain things because I don't want to project thoughts that I thought were okay to, to, to him, to my son, and make it seem like, hey, I want you to grow up and do the same things. And that really kind of taught me to have more control over my thoughts and myself. You know, sometimes we let our thoughts just go crazy. And uh, again, that, that kind of comes with the fact that, like I said, I think I have ADHD. Mm -hmm. I need to keep myself just busy. So that way, again, I could just uh, not function better, but be more productive in a sense. So I could do so much if I have my days lined up as opposed to just kind of running around in circles for like sure. a madman for sure so i i feel like in the sense that that's kind of like what um i try to just you know learn from every day and i think everybody's trying to figure it out bro oh yeah, yeah. everyone is well, even well, people that we think have it figured out yeah they're you know who knows who knows what their life is really like and we wouldn't know unless they're completely honest with us mm -hmm. and honest with themselves absolutely i you know again and i i try not to project myself on others because we all go through different situations yeah you know not everybody lost their shoe crossing the border yeah <laughs> for sure yeah for so sure. you know it's just one of those things where again it, it puts a lot into perspective and you're able to just kind of just i guess i try to pick up some of the good stuff you know on a, on a daily but hey i'm human i'm gonna make mistakes so yeah just learning from it dude absolutely so um bro let's get in bmws dude how'd you get into bmws and how'd you become daniel m life um so i've always been into cars you know my my i was always like big on how, trying to help out my dad wrench you know and uh just kind of seeing him ranch on his Camaro, on mm. his Fremont, on his Fairlane, <laughs> on oh, his. So he Gullet. was a car guy too. Yeah, he was. You know, and, and usually it was just trying to fix the cars that we owned at the time, you know. And um, my dad left the 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 farm thing after shortly after we came here to the U.S. Gotcha. and he started working at a in another in another business, um, like in the garments, in a. In, in downtown LA, the oh, government okay. district. He worked out there with my mom. And uh, then after that, he started focusing on mechanics. So he ended up working at U-Haul. Um, he, he did most of the work on the diesels and all that stuff. And even when he came here, he was very gravitated to working. His, his buddy was a mechanic at the farm and he would always just try to do that. And 
I guess I just kind of followed in to like what my dad liked at the time because we had no iPads or anything, yeah. you know, no YouTube, none of that stuff. So cars was fun, you know, just being able to work with tools, you know, just it was it was fun. So I, I did that. Um, I learned how to drive uh, when I was 14 mm. because of that, because I was always just with him, just by his side trying to, you know, do guy stuff, you know, and. And that was one of the things where I think that's where the love of working on cars began. Um, shortly after, you know, I started to drive, I, you know, my dad helped me buy my Integra. So I had a 91 Integra. And this was back in 1997. So I felt like, like the shit, you know, <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah. For and sure. we did some wrenching. I was able to, I went to Grant High School. And right there, you know, like there was uh, a teacher assistant named Hans and his brother, Frank. And uh, they were, they, Frank, like Hans had this amazing CRX. He had done a swap and he had done it through uh, Jerry Built. Oh, okay. And honestly, dude, like I would see that car, you know, I was 16 years old. And then, you know, I, I got gravitated more to the car scene at that point. I Not, not only did I have an Integra, I had like something that. I could potentially turn to something like that. And, you know, that's how the love began, you know, just m the love of the cars began there. You know, I was hanging out at Jerry's, you know, I lived in downtown and he lived like maybe 20 minutes away from me. It wasn't too far. So it kind of worked out after school. Instead of going to sc instead of going home, <laughs> I would go to Jerry's house. Oh, wow. So we go chill. You know, I met both. Uh, it was Jerry and Jerry, you know, uh -huh. <laughs> it's Jay and Jay. Uh -huh. And, uh, dude, it, it was awesome. I mean, you know, just being around the car scene and people, like, cars, you, it, something happens, you know. For sure. Especially, like, for me. It, it just really kind of hit hit a, a nerve or a spot. Um, and, you know, like, it just kind of, at that point, I fell in love with the car scene. I, I was modding my cars um it didn't last long i unfortunately i i lost my license when i was right as as i turned 18 i uh i, I had did a stupid mistake of uh going to the beer and uh you know doing something that i wasn't supposed to um and i lost my license my license got revoked suspended um but that didn't stop me. <laughs> I had my Integra, and unfortunately, it just kind of, it wasn't a good end. You know, I got pulled over like seven times. Every single time I got pulled over, my car got impounded for 30 days. Oh, wow. So I would be left stranded, no car. My car would be impounded, and then I would pay like $1,000 to get it out of the impound. And then I still had to deal with the ticket. At the time, I wasn't too big on obeying the law, so I didn't show up to my tickets. <laughs> So I accumulated a few, um, you know, like no no shows or no appearances, failure to appears. So I had a bench warrant, and um, yeah, dude, like I'm telling you, I, I ended up going to jail because of that. I had to serve some time because I was my money was so invested. I was already working, I was making good money, but my money would always go like one month I would have my car, and then the next month it would be at the impound. One month I had it, <laughs> so bro, like it got expensive, you know. And and every single time it was just kind of my parents kind of knew, and they didn't. They weren't dumb, but you know they kind of just let me do my thing. And um, again, it kind of just goes goes back to try to teach you early. Yeah. Uh, you know, but 
so again you know just i had the love and it just it was kind of taken away from me because the last time i couldn't pay the fee you know so much had added up so i ended up losing my car so they kept the car so they kept the car so they auctioned it i had some wheels everything it hurt but it's like those kind of hurts that you have to kind of go through to really hit home yeah you know because then i realized fuck i fucked up big when i when i got busted and again it wasn't had I been around the right crowd or the right people that had a different type of mentality, maybe that wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. But tomato, tomato, <laughs> we're here today. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, just from there, like I said, just the whole car thing just was just so there. Um, for the next few years, I'll be honest, there was really hardly any cars. I did have a 2006 Honda Civic Si, which I totaled. Mm-hmm. And um, again, just I wasn't able to put my vision to work because I was so busy trying to clean up all my mess. Um, I got into BMWs in 2016. I had a GTI. I sold it and I got a BMW, a 320, a base model. I I, I knew that there was M's, but it was out of my reach. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something I could, I could buy at the time. Um, and honestly, dude, like, I was always a Honda guy. I was always a front-wheel drive guy. I always thought, oh, fuck, they're the cars. They don't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got into the, GT- the the Euro scene, the GTI, and I was like, oh, shit, these cars are badass. Yeah. And then I got into the 320, and I was like, damn, okay, rear-wheel drive, <laughs> you know? Um, I ended up, uh, I was driving. I was heading out to the dealership to pick up a part, and I got T-boned on the 320. Mm. Um, I didn't think it was going to be that bad, but the insurance company ended up totaling the car um at that time i was actually i had just placed the order for the m4 so i had gone to uh i had gone to the dealership and uh again i didn't really know much about bmws or the m brand got you but i knew i wanted you know a a, a custom m4 I, i saw i saw an austin yellow m4 on the freeway one day and to me, it looked like baby shit green. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, dude, I gotta have it. And you know, I, I you know, it was through a lot of work and sacrifice. Just again, just trying to clean up and make up for t- for the time that I had fucked off. Um, dude, when I ordered the car, it it honestly felt so surreal. You know, I didn't know what anything was. I just knew if it was an option, I wanted it. Mm. You know, so when I had the opportunity, like I built it and like I pretty much almost maxed out all the options with the car that I was getting. And um, so this was back in October when I placed the order for the car. October 2016. 2017. 17. 2017. Okay. Um, and then I got the car, the the M. The, the 320 got totaled on December, like by January. I got hit in December and the insurance took a whole month to total it out. So I had no car and I had to get a car. And the M4 still wasn't, it wasn't nowhere near. They didn't tell me where it was. No one knew where it was. And um, I went to the dealership. I was going to buy a 328 daily. And I saw the car, drove it, did everything almost you know was getting started with the paperwork and i had seen the secure orange m3 on the showroom floor Mm. and you know out of the nowhere bro like 
just from just about to sign the paperwork with the 328, I ended up taking the M3 from the showroom floor. So I, I bought that one. And knowing that I had the other one on the way. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I was like, all right, cool. And, and my, my excuse was like, well, you know, if, if once I have it, I'll just, I'll give it to my girl, whatever, you know, and then we can just roll it together. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but, um, you know, like, I got the car, like, towards the end of January. And then, like, a week later, two weeks later, the M4 comes in. So I had both M's, and you know I felt like I felt so one was an M3 and one was an M4. Mm-hmm. Oh the, my god! So yeah, so they were both uh, 2018, <laughs> and dude, like you know the plans were like <laughs> oh, shit. I, I I was like in my head I was like all right, so either I go get a supercar or I go get a <laughs> go get two cars <laughs> for the price of one. Oh wow! So you know like I I I was on the fence for a Porsche and uh gt3 rs or what something like that i wanted like a turbo you know i I, i'll be honest again just because i was so out of the scene i didn't really know much about it i just knew i wanted to get back in the scene Mm. and um like now that i think about it like yeah i could have i could have had something different Uh, i could have bought the lambo at that price it would have been a lot cheaper you know (laughs) i would have paid two hundred thousand for that thing um now it's like dude it's it's been so much more fun because i feel like you know getting into the bmw scene just opened up my eyes to a a broader not just uh not just the audience but more the brand you know at that at that time i started watching um, more youtube videos so i was really like trying to see oh what can i do with a car Mm. even though it looked good and it looked fast and i just knew that you know there was more that could be done we went uh during the time when um you know, I was working hard and trying to clean up my mess. I was living with my sister in uh, Duarte by Monrovia. And I was commuting from Duarte to the valley. And I saw this M3. on. It was like on the freeway. It was dumped. It had some wheels. And I never got that image out of my head. You know, I kept it. And I and just uh, started watching videos, YouTube videos, YouTubers. You know, and, you know, like, I'll be, I'll be honest, I... I couldn't get enough of the videos. I was watching Finding Nick, Life of KG. I was watching uh, even shoe YouTubers, mm. you know, because that that was kind of like the things I was trying to like, you know. Shoes and cars. Shoes and cars. Shoes and cars. So um, just kind of from there, you know, just started, you know. I'll be honest. I didn't even have Instagram. And then my I opened up my Instagram in 2018. Oh, wow, <laughs> dude. That's crazy. So... Not 2018 2018 <laughs> oh, bro shit. by then instagram was already like maybe 10 years old <laughs> yeah dude that's not even the late train that's like bro like the other apps are already running and i was just <laughs> jumping in <laughs> oh wow so let me ask you this before you get any further uh you had the f the f80 and f82 at the same time uh-huh. brand new 2018s how did you get yourself in that position to be able to afford both of those cars? So, honestly, we kind of go back to, I was just honestly working like a madman. I went ahead and I, I, um, so I went through a separation with my son's mom um, back in like 2000, early 2010s. Okay. Um, and honestly, during that time, it was just kind of like a struggle. I kind of just, uh, 
just left left everything you know kind of just took whatever clothes i had and i felt like if i we just started to start all over again um i started working i was working at a litigation company i was a sales rep i was doing customer service i was you know like we would do like uh, attorney service so whatever attorneys needed for for their court filings or their copy service to send out to other you know firms i would do that and at the same time i was working also at, at a restaurant so i was working like two jobs mm. at the time just to kind of just get everything going um <clears throat> at which then i went ahead and i met my my girlfriend and honestly after I went ahead and I separated from my son's mom, it honestly probably took me like two to three years to just feel comfortable to jump into another relationship. Um, I felt like at the time I had just wasted too much time making the wrong choice, mm. you know, just just going on instinct, you know. And um, it just needed to just be more of a laid out plan, you know. And, and that was one of the things that kind of was tough to do too when you, when I had my son. You know, it's it's kind of it's hard to find a girl that, you know, that is gonna more than anything accept you with your plus one, and then you know just to have the drive to be able to to know that you want more, and that you're not in that position at that moment. So it really kind of became one of those where again I was just really highly driven and motivated. I was working, you know, like I would work maybe like I was working more than 40 hours a week in my job at my regular job and then I was working at the restaurant as a server on like pretty much on the weekends and on or from Thursday on and then I would take open shifts and again it was just kind of like just a struggle you know you I missed out on going out with the homies I didn't go out drinking I couldn't go to the bar yeah I didn't go clubbing you know and and I've always been kind of like the simple person, you know. I've I've never, I've never been over flashy with my clothes, you know. I've always been kind of like a white tee kind of guy, mm-hmm. and just my jeans, you know. I think the shoes is the one thing. That's where the kinda, one yeah, thing, yeah. yeah. But you know, again, it just kind of goes with just having that mindset, you know. Like I, I just knew I, I had to do it, and within that time, it was just mostly about just trying to work and save, because it wasn't easy. I mean. I felt like it was. It would have been a lot easier <laughs> when I didn't have a kid. Yeah. Then when you have a kid, because now it's like there is no, there is no failing point. Yeah. Like for me, at least, it was just one of those things where I gotta do what I gotta do. And um, I met my girlfriend Christina, and she honestly had the same idea. She, she helped me to kind of have that free. Uh, not not she gave me she helped me get the liberty to focus more on work and at the same time she was doing her own thing so she we, we weren't like you know how can i say this i think together we were a better team because she was doing her own thing and also in the litigation business uh she's a legal secretary so you know it's definitely something different well it was the same thing that i did but different and she had a little bit more knowledge about like how to finance money better got you okay and i was better like obviously i was really working hard i wasn't doing anything so i was just really paying my debt my debts and then i was just saving so then we just started kind of just we just bought a property 
and it all began with just one property. Mm. Um, I say that in a sense because um, you have to kind of see it as an investment. Um, I think in a sense that's kind of like where I've been able to get to right now to where I guess if you have the mentality and the right mindset to get to that point, I feel like it honestly just takes a lot of hard work. And either you have the mentality to do it on your own or you can get a little help from someone to help you get to that 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 point. It's kind of tough. Um, it's tough because I'll be honest, we, you know, when, when we got together, we we both had to kind of give up a little bit you know, to, to be to where we were at, you know, and that's kind of like where I felt like we have to sacrifice time and just sometimes friendships in order to make things happen. Mm. Um, during this time, we actually, she owned a property and we kind of, she sold her property. I sold whatever I had and then we kind of just merged. And then we brought our we bought our property, and then from there we just kind of just uh, we sold it. We saw we saw an investment gain, so we sold it, and then from there it just kind of started to get a little bit better. Um, can we pause for a second? Yeah. What's up, everybody? Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Just want to give you a heads up: November twenty fourth, our only sale of the year, Bull Friday. Day after Thanksgiving, Bull Friday, the whole entire store is going to be on sale for 24 hours only. We only have one sale a year, and this is it. So don't miss out. And if you do, this all good, but you're just not going to get the deal. I guess what, you know, what really kind of just made this whole push was honestly just the drive. You know, I, I knew that growing up, honestly, was just, it wasn't an easy thing to do. I mean, I kind of grew up with, well, we grew up with nothing, really. And uh, once I went ahead and my son was born, I felt like if I was starting from nothing again. So it was a lot to kind of just take in. It was, uh, you know, at the time I, when I, when we separated, I was just kind of like going back and forth, you know, I was bouncing around from different homes. I didn't have a good, a good steady home. And, you know, this is also why I also need to take the time to just really gather my thoughts and gather myself. I think you hit the, the nail right in the head when you said earlier, we can't help others un- unless we help ourselves. And I think in a sense, that was, that was one of the biggest things that really kind of just hit home. I needed to fail and hit the floor, hit rock bottom to pick myself up again. And um, again, just kind of going back to my parents, you know, with their hard work and all that, it really put in a lot into perspective. And, you know, it was a lot of, a lot of times that, you know, I would just get out from one, one job and go work at another and still trying to, you know, just trying to be the best, trying to put a smile, you know, with the clients and more than anything, just put a smile to your face as you look at yourself to make sure that, you know, that you're, that you're doing the best that you can. Um, to be honest with you, I was I was driven. I was a hard worker, but unless you have either the right discipline 
mindset or direction or even guidance, it's going to be hard to accomplish anything. And I think that's where I found myself at the time. I needed, I, I knew I could work hard. I knew I was making money. I just needed a better investment. And throughout my whole life growing up after high school, I was very selfish, very self-centered. You know, I was always about living the moment, living the time, and not focusing on saving for tomorrow. And I think that's one of the things that hit home right after I kind of just felt like having all these things to having, being on my own again. Um, what I try to just kind of tell myself and try to tell others is that honestly, it's just, it's how you see things. It's what, you, what you're trying to accomplish. You know, when you say you can't do it, you're not going to. And growing up, I knew I just wanted more. I knew I didn't want to grow up like, you know, just the same way I was growing up. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, I think we all have the ability to do this. It's, it's just easier said than done. Yeah. And for me, that was the thing that it was easier. It's, it seems easy, but it was a lot of sacrifice that went into it. And I mean, like I said, I, I bounced around a lot during that time and um, and it really kind of just made me put me in a situation where I knew I just had to focus on my number one person and that was my son um, after that I met I met my girl Christy and in a sense you know she she's um, she's wiser to to uh, more than what I am and I think that's just the norm with men and women I think sometimes women some women are you know have a, a better head on their shoulders yeah and sometimes that's what a, 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 a dude needs you know someone to For kind sure. of just guide them in the right it's, direction it's perspective man they see they see life in a totally different view absolutely I mean I, I think one of the things that I do get fed like she feed that I feed off of is the fact that you know, it, it's just been a constant belief. You know, she's believed in me before. She's believed in me, you know, even up to now. And it's just been, um, it's been tough. You know, it's it, it's just, again, the sacrifices is what made the cars possible. Yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't, you know, I, I don't, I didn't come from, from money or anything. It was just honestly just a sacrifice. Um, was I making good money? I was. I mean, at what I did as a litigation, it really kind of just, you know, it's good money. And also I was making good money at the restaurant. So it was just more, more of that thing of like, what do I do with this money? Do I go to the club, buy drinks, or just, you know, buy, smoke it off or mm. buy clothes? So uh, it's just more of the, like, what do you want to do? What, what, what do you want to accomplish? You know, I think... I think that's why this is a beautiful country, you know, like you come with nothing and you can honestly make something. I, for me, honestly, the best way of making income, money, is just so it is, I saw it, I saw it as, as a, when I was 14, 15, my, I went to middle school with my buddy, Jonathan, and um, his dad owned properties and the people, and he owned a hardware store. So people would come in and they would talk about properties. There was this person that would come in and talk about 300 units. Oh my God. That they own like 300 units. So they own wow. buildings. So that was always like in my head, you know, like properties, money. That, that's what's going to make money. But 
when I was living at the time, I was living in the present, spending money, you know, enjoying the moment. As I got older and I lost everything and I lost my friends, quote unquote, you realize that you got to really focus and manage yourself correctly. Because otherwise, you, we, we're all capable of making it and reaching it. It's just how we, what, what, what highway we use to get it, to get there. And I think, you know, obviously we, we see the people that, that can that have these cars or have these these beautiful homes and it's all like just perspective and and like what your drive is um i feel like if i still want that lambo yeah you know i i i feel like right now my bmw is a civic yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well it's definitely not but <laughs> but it, it's definitely it, it's how you see it you yeah. know and even though i'm even though i'm good Maybe it's part of me being selfish that wants more, yeah. but I, I don't. I don't want just more for me. I I want more for everyone that's around me. Mm-hmm. And and that that's why sometimes you know like I'll be like, I won't try to be the big brother, <laughs> or I won't try to be like you know the dad telling you, telling people what to do. But hey, man, you know if if you ask me, I'll I'll be honest. For sure. Or, you know I I definitely won't try to sugarcoat much. Honestly, I I've I've gone through so much. I've I've gone through back surgeries. I've had fusions. I've had everything. Um, you know, I've I've lost a part of myself that I had a re. I had to search and find again because, with when I had my surgery, um, obviously this was a, a vehicle accident that I had. Um, I basically I had a fusion where they took my my uh, my my disc, and they basically just fused two of my vertebrae together so basically yeah i i had to go through two of those surgeries and honestly it was just uh one of those things that puts a lot into perspective you know you basically have to learn how to you i guess you you struggle you struggle a lot because i for me I, i was always very active i played soccer i played football i played baseball i was always more outgoing i was never on the i was never really the sights line person i was that wasn't me and you know just going through these things you you just have to find a different way to compensate that and for me i feel like the drive is just more than anything the thing that just it's it's there. It's lingering. I mean, I I'm not, I'm content where I'm not content where I'm at because if I'm content, then I'm not gonna want more. Mm. You know. So I don't know. So let's talk about this Lambo. What is it? What's the picture that you have in your head? So. All right. So as far as. I don't think it's the Lambo that I want to reach. I think it's just. Almost more more than anything, like a like a trophy? actually no, it is it is a trophy. I mean, fuck it. Why why am I gonna lie? It, yeah. you know, you grew, we grew up just seeing these posters on our walls. You know, we see we grew up seeing everything. For I mean, sure, you, you kind of just saw that as the ultimate dream. Yeah, as the, the the you know the the one that all right, I made it. That's the hood dream, dude. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it is. is. Unfortunately, now that you know, I'm. I guess I, I would probably be in a different different perspective of seeing things. I don't know if I would see the car as, all right, I made it. Now I got to mod it, you know. So ultimately, right now, as far as a Lambo would go, I, I would want to get like a 
I would say the Huracan, mm-hmm. but with the new Countach being out or the mm. new the new Sion, uh, you just don't know what's gonna come out. I feel like I love the BMW brand, I really do, but I, I don't know if I could redo another another M3 the same way or whatnot. I, I think in a sense maybe I need to step it up and do something else. Gotcha. Um, a Lambo again would be a good thing, but. If if there's any other like options or people suggestions, I think I'd be down. I'd be up for it. Yeah. Um, I think ultimately it's just now. Once you get to a certain level of a car, you maybe want to get into another level. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if, I don't know if that's what it is for me now or if it's. It's definitely the love. There's no. There's nothing hidden about it. I love the way a car sounds, drives. Um, I think it's also just kind of just being driven to the next to the next step of your yeah, life. Yeah, what's next? Yeah, yeah. So, um, but definitely a Huracan. I would definitely love an Aventador. Mm. You know, the Aventador would be really sweet. But I, it's too much money to just um, to fork up for an Aventador. Yeah, for sure. So, but I've thought about Ferraris. Ferraris are awesome. You know, McLarens are great cars but too expensive mm-hmm. they don't they're not that reliable so i mean i definitely want to get into a supercar just to see what the scene is all about yeah i think in a sense we all want to get to that lambo i know i don't know what about you <laughs> i can picture it already dude it's gonna be a huracan mm-hmm. um 2020 and up for sure yeah 2020 and up um red with all the windows blacked out windshield blacked out um lowered on some wheels definitely exhaust tune power wise probably you know nothing super crazy i know 700 six like 700 for sure well, unfortunately, I, I, I started watching uh, Sheepy Race on YouTube videos. <laughs> That's so now, a bad idea, dude. <laughs> so now I'm not just content with a Lambo. I'm like, okay, now I want a Lambo and I want to get a Sheepy <laughs> Race. Because then it's like, then it's like man, let me just hit up Alex real quick. Hey, uh, can we do a... Yeah. I, I, I need a Lambo <laughs> turbo kit for a Honda price. <laughs> 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 but yeah you know then you see that and you're just like damn this is like never ending it is it is and that's why i don't know if i could see a car as a as 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 just buying a car anymore and that's i think what i meant like now i see the car i know what i want but i i just i would want to build it even more yeah for sure especially once you kind of just open your eyes to everything else that's out there I'm like i kind of wish i didn't see it <laughs> well what about the uh for the G80, dude. I mean, they're doing crazy shit with that car right now. They are. They are. Um, my buddy just, uh, he's been teasing me. He he just recently got his DME unlocked. Mm. And he's pushing 700 horsepower right now. Just on stock. So cars. yours right now is a stock? It, right now my car is fully stock. Um, as far as the power delivery. Yes. Um, all I have is just uh, intakes. Uh, have a heat exchanger. And uh, just a suspension done on it. So I want to do more. I want to do this almost the same thing I did to the M4. Um, but even the M4, it, I, I still haven't really maxed out the power. I've been really conservative. Um, I do like modding cars, but I don't like going too extreme. Gotcha. Like I like to have that nice median. 
where I can have the 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 styling and I can have some of the power for sure. So that's kind of like where I, where I'm at, you know. Like I, I'm not talking. Well, yeah, actually, yeah, I would want a fifteen hundred fifteen hundred horsepower Lambo, but the G80s, honestly, dude, they're so capable of seven hundred horsepower. And I think that's gonna be my next thing. Mm. Um, I've been picking up a, a, a couple components to beef up the the powertrain more than anything, like the cooling aspect. I feel like every single time I, I tell this to someone is me always preaching, upgrade your cooling package, upgrade your cooling package. Um, I and you went with the CSS? And yeah, so I got the CSF uh, heat exchanger. I got their manifold. I picked up um, their, I'm gonna, Get, I believe their oil cooler as well at some point. But um, honestly, the main thing that's holding me back is just the warranty. you know. Oh. But I guess at some point I'm just going to say, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so right now, t- possibly today or tomorrow, I'm going to be driving this M4. And I think once I drive it, I'm going to be like, yo, I need my DME unlocked. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. You got to send that to Putin, huh? Yeah, yeah. So the dude's in Finland right now. Femto. Oh, okay. Oh, it's in Finland. Yeah. I thought it was in Russia. He was in Russia. But with everything that happened, you know, he, uh, the dude moved out to uh, to Finland. Got you. Okay. So, yeah. So that's where he's still making, you know, everyone's dreams possible. Wow. Bro, I lucked out, dude. I know. By like a couple months. I know. I think it was mid-2020 where they started locking the ECUs. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't blame BMW. As I mean, as a business, for you, sure. you don't want to be paying for blown engines, <laughs> you know, <laughs> for just because someone wanted to tune it. So I feel like, honestly, it just, uh, they got smarter. They saw their profits, you know, <laughs> diminishing. Oh, yeah. So they said, fuck it, let's lock these DMEs. These fools are going to be accessing the power. And now it's like as soon as they hook up your the, the Ethernet or to the to the ECU, mm-hmm. uh, to the car, the EC- once they hook up to the ECU from the car, they get all the reading. They get basically everything that you've done to the car, whether you've tuned it, modded, the check engine light came on, your seatbelt wasn't on. Mm. They get everything. So now it's easier for them to be like, all right, well, you tuned it, now you're flagged. Gotcha. So your warranty, your warranty is voided. And again, on these cars, the, the engines are 30,000. The, the transmissions on the X-Drive, I'm sure they're upwards of 10,000. So it really gets expensive to like where I'm like, all right, do I want to mod it to where I have to start breaking things and then paying out of pocket or, you know. But I guess I, I heard there's a, there's a, there's a way around it. There's a way around everything. We're in California, bro. I know, I know. <laughs> you so. make something happen. So what how is the power in the uh the G80? Like are you comfortable with it or do you want more or where are you at right now? Honestly, I think the car has enough power. There's you can always put more power. For sure. But realistically, Anything above above 500 horsepower on the street, you're only asking for trouble. Yeah, and I feel I feel like I'm part of that too. You know, you 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 get so you know trigger easy you know happy trigger with the gas, and you know before you know it, you look up, you look down, you're you know you're 150 quick. Yeah, yeah. So it adds up. So honestly, I feel like yes, it's enough power. Yes, you can do more, but. 
where where can we really put that power down unless it's at the track yeah or on the way back from a meet or okay. something <laughs> eight o'clock at night and the uh, streets are opening up. Hey man, you, you know, know the, give it a little. Give quick give, hit. give give out the secret sauce. Give it a little, <laughs> a little, a little hit, dude. But I mean, you got that CSF intake, so that's one of the main reasons why I got it. Um, I'm definitely that shit is hard. I know, bro. I know. Damn, dude. dude, I love that piece. That's an art. That's a work of art for sure. Like, definitely, is. I I don't even want to put it on. Yeah, just, right. I just want to use this paper. Just weight. look at it. <laughs> just look at it. So yeah, no, it it definitely again. It's just there's so much to do. So know? then you get the ECU lock unlocked, mm -hmm. and then you get that KLM single turbo kit. Pretty much, bro, <laughs> pretty much. Get that uh, standalone management system, and we're good to go. Damn. Yeah, no. Honestly, there, there's still plenty of plans for the G80. You yeah. know, right now I feel like this is just the first phase. You know, right now that I just was able to put the wheels on and the hardware, I think that that really kind of completed the build for like the first phase. Um, I know uh, there's a lot, a few other people that you know did it from one, <laughs> like in, in a couple of days. Yeah. But I like the 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 feeling of just kind of you know just switching up the look, you know, enjoying the the mods for a few weeks and then just changing the look. But again, there's still so much more to really uncover on the car you know i guess still gotta do the power unlock i might want to switch out the carbon fiber components in the front mm. um definitely as far as wheels go i mean they, that get that gets really pricey i you know you can't be buying like like wheels every other month you know unless you have someone that's willing to buy your you know yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. so i it would just depend and i know like depending if, if if there's companies that want to work with me in the future, I definitely I would be down to listen to their ideas and see what they have in plan um, or what they have in mind. Um, again, I, I I guess for me it's more of a of an OEM look in a sense. Gotcha. You know, I always like to go OEM plus, but who knows. Maybe maybe Liberty Walk wants to send me a white body mm, kit. Damn. Maybe K uh, maybe KLM wants to send me a single turbo. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that, dude. Yeah. Liberty Walk, dude. That'd be sick. That'd be wild, huh? Yeah, yeah. So there's definitely a lot of ideas. Um, but you've seen my M4 is just I've had it for like that for most of the time, and I feel it's just timeless. It's a nice classic for look. Sure. So and, you're pretty much done with that car? Uh, no. The M4? Oh no. No, no, no. I, I, I actually, I just got it back from the service that I did. But now I'm considering uh, possibly a new new uh, front carbon fiber components. Oh, okay. Um, I definitely want to upgrade some of the... the uh, CSF just came out with some auxiliary radiators. Okay, gotcha. So I got to do those too now. Well, I don't have to, but... but yeah. They're already there. You so. have to. <laughs> Yeah, so have you uh, done anything power-wise to that car, the uh, M4? So the M4 is on a stage two um, tune. It's basically got a, a conservative um, OTS over-the-shelf tune. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's comfortably pushing about 550, if not just a little bit less. Oh, okay. So, but it's a good comfortable number. I mean, honestly, I, I want to push 700. I want to push more, but... It kind of comes with more, more responsibilities, mm -hmm. more things that you have to upgrade and you have to do um, the crank up, huh? Exactly, yeah. So I haven't done the crank up. 
Mm. So I'm still I'm still riding wild. You know, I'm riding it dirty with uh, the stock crank cup. How much can the stock one ha- handle? Honestly, I've heard I've heard as long as you're as long as you're under six fifty, okay, you're good. But you you hear like wild stories of other people that have blown the crank up at stock. At oh stock really? Horsepower. Oh wow. Um, but usually again, it just kind of goes back to if it's true or not, or for how, sure. how did the person drive the car? Yeah, for sure. But honestly, I've had I've had a good experience. Yeah, that's uh, that was actually my first car. My first BMW was the F eighty two M four. And all I had done to it was, um, I didn't even have intakes, dude. Yeah, I just had downpipes, full exhaust, and a JB4. Yeah. And I loved it, dude. It was so sick. It is, because you don't need, you know, honestly, if you can give these these cars an extra 100 horsepower, that's already fun enough as it is. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you want seven hundred is because you're you're trying to make you know, you're trying to kick some ass out on the streets, <laughs> yeah. you know. But like honestly it just it kinda just goes down to like preference and style and performance. Yeah, for sure. So I uh, I'll be honest, I guess I, I guess I don't do more because I know myself. If I have it, I'm gonna use it. For sure. So I, I'd rather not put myself in that predicament. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Being a pussy. A <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of power, dude. It is, bro. And you know, here's the thing about that. Again, it's not it's not what I can do. It's about what the other person that's on the road with me. What can they do? You know, sometimes I I don't want to go to drives or rallies with people that I don't know or mm. drivers that I don't know because again, you just don't know their driving habits, gotcha. their driving styles. You know, I I've. I, I've had so much PTS, PTSD from like people being behind me because even though we're both traveling at the same speed, are you able to stop at the same way that I'm able to stop? For and, sure. You know, I, it's just not always that way. You know? yeah. So again, I guess that that, that right there kind of just kind of stops me at certain times from really going all out doing a rally or whatnot so yeah definitely do because when you go on those things it's like your adrenaline's going and you're just you're you're ready to go dude and it's just it's dangerous it gets oh, yeah. really dangerous oh it does it especially does especially not yeah like you're you're absolutely right not knowing the person next to you their driving skills or mm-hmm. you having to test your skills and just you're driving crazy and on the highway and like man there's families on these highways yeah and then just a big old blast of bmw cars just going through going a hundred in in and out of traffic like it gets nuts man it does it does and you know not every not everybody's a driver Mm -hmm. so you know you might have someone that's just driving because they have to drive and you know and you have to respect them for sure so again it's just kind of like a balance so again i guess if I had the power, I would use it. So yeah. that's why I'm like, no, no, no. Just, just stock. Yeah. Stock is good. <laughs> so which car is uh, is faster, the M3 or the M4? Well, see, there are different types of fast. Because if I have the, the M4 on a stage 2 tune, I would say on the top end, the M4 is going to be quicker. Mm-hmm. But if I have to do it from a dig, <laughs> then the M3 is quicker. For sure. You know, so... It's different types of speeds. Uh, I I haven't really been able to do a side by side comparison, 
which I do want to do. But I think to be able to get that done, I think I would either need to do it at the at the track. Gotcha. Where I can really put both cars under the same road conditions and, you know, just to feel like what car's going to feel better. Yeah. Um, For me, I've always been a manual kind of guy. So I'm going to say the M4 always feels much better. Gotcha. It's much more fun. Um, the G80 just has more technology, just has more goodies. Um, it, it, it's a different, it, they're, they're different machines at, yeah. the, at the end. But what I do like about the Gs now and the X-Drive is that they can keep up with the GTRs off from a dig or with the Teslas. Mm. You know, that, that was like the Achilles heels to the BMWs that before, you know, when we were at a line, every other car would be gone while we were still spinning our tires at the line. For sure. And now it's more of an even playing field. So it's going to be really nice to really put down the power. Um, I got smoked so bad um, by Nick, Finding Nick. Uh-huh. We had gone to, to Javier's and we did a, like a little pull. Dude, like the GTRs are no joke. Like when I, I was on third gear, we did like a quick 50 roll in the streets of Mexico. Yeah. And bro, like he just, he, he was just fucking with me. <laughs> really? Like that thing was so much faster, but he also had it like at 800 horsepower. Oh, wow. Okay. So that, you know, it, it's, it's definitely like David versus Goliath mm -hmm. kind of deal. But, you know, I feel like, you know, once you have something equivalent, it would definitely be something fun to put together to see what's what's faster. Yeah, I've never ran a car that I felt would be kind of comparable. Mm -hmm. Except I I ran a Huracan before mm -hmm. it was, uh, with headers and tuned, and we were pretty much like door to door. Mm -hmm. But anything else, like I don't know, maybe it's a good thing that I haven't got the chance. <laughs> I lined up with this car before and it was a, it was a Hellcat and we were at the line and I was just waiting for the light and I was ready to go. And then I see the guy lower his window. So then I lower mine and the guy's like, Hey, what's up, man? Remember I bought your wheels from you a long time ago. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, oh shit. <laughs> shit. All right. And then, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Uh, but, uh, I, I don't know. I want to test it out, dude. Yeah, I want to see like what it matches up against, dude. You, the car is fast, honestly. What you have on the M8, it. I mean, just as soon as the engine starts, you know that that thing's a beast. I mean, it, it's just, and that's the thing now. You know, like these cars with the twin turbos, you know, with the right tune, the right timing, everything is just. These cars are just jets. Yeah, you know? you're gonna go ahead. All you need to do is just put wings and these. Things <laughs> yeah, for sure. So it just kind of you know again with the unfortunate now computers make everything so much faster. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, so it's just really curious. It's gonna be really interesting to see where, you know, where I take the G80 and what you do with the M8 because I know for now too you. You haven't really, you know, like opened up the M8, right? No, I mean, I got it tuned probably in 2020. I got wow. it tuned by Gintani and it's been amazing since then. Yeah. But since then, I got the Venturi intakes. Mm -hmm. I got um, the CSF coolers. Um, I think that's all the, and then I got, I had the downpipes when I got it tuned. Oh, nice. But I, w I might want to get exhaust, too, 
you know, but I'm just scared. I just don't want to retune it again because I'm like, man, I love it. It's perfect right now. And those cars, they they don't have the strongest rod. So anything close to 900 is kind of like the red zone, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, th and that's some of the things with the V8 engines that in order for you to really max out the power, you have to start building the engine internally. Yeah. And then you're talking 30, 40 grand. Yeah. And I ain't trying to do that, dude. I'm chilling. I'm good right now. Where yeah. it's at right now, I'm, I'm pretty much satisfied with every aspect mm -hmm. of the car. I agree. And that's kind of like where i i, I kind of just hold, stop myself from adding more power just because i'm already at a good power a good amount of power band delivery um anything else honestly is just i mean what i tell people is if you want more power you have to get into another car mm. because then to to build our car to provide to do all that horsepower if you have to spend more than twenty thirty thousand you're you're in the wrong car. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. You know. So, and then I think about it like if I want power, I have the EG down there, dude. Oh yeah. Speaking yeah. of Jerry, built he built that motor for me. Oh no way. Yeah, he put it together, and I wanted him to do it because I wanted a Jerry built motor. I know. When I actually, you know, during the time that I I was I lost my Integra and I kind of stopped being in the car scene, Jerry was actually starting to build turbo cars. Mm. So he was already building all motor cars. And at that time, he had his 92 or 93 Honda Accord. And dude, like, his, he was like, he was, he was already at the beginning point where he was already doing crazy things. So I honestly, I haven't really had the privilege to go see him again or see what he's up to. But dude, like, honestly, I saw like the full potential back then. For sure. I mean, he's a beast, man. Yeah. Still, still a beast and that motor that he built for me if i wanted to 800 plus easy yeah easy the only downfall is going to be the transmission mm -hmm. but it's a, a css block and then four piston head wow. fully built dry cartel cams wow um manly turbo tough rods tram uh pistons like the full motor see and, and that, fully that built. that's how you do a proper car and and that to me it's like would be the proper way for me to want to push over almost a thousand horsepower sure. or something like that because you got to get it built right otherwise it's just going to be a money pit you're going to be breaking things and pulling it out and putting it back in and yeah no for real yeah so that that's kind of like where i stopped myself at that point i i, I know i i I don't, I'm not at that budget just yet. Just, just a few more years, a few more years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Danny, tell me about uh, your YouTube channel, bro. So I started my YouTube channel a few years ago. It's uh, Daniel M. Life. Um, basically, I, it, it was, um, the whole concept was just more about showing more of my life. The M just kind of happened to make sense with my last name and the cars really yeah so i that when i did my instagram page it wasn't to make it like oh daniel has an m <laughs> and then that's his life it was more like my name with my last name and then my life <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah oh wow so that's I just, interesting yeah i just kind of ended up working out that way you know so now it's like oh m life m life mm. um it's it's just um i would honestly just want to show more of what i do like on an everyday basis uh, because everyone does installs, everybody does, you know, like be car meets. Even I'm guilty of doing car meets, 
but sometimes I just want to do a little bit more, a little different to it, or just spend more time. But you know, you can only reinvent the wheel so many times for sure before you kind of just try to, you know, see. All right, maybe maybe I should just give them an insight into what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's every day is 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 different, but the same. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm privileged enough to be able to work on amazing cars and meet all these great people from different walks of life. And honestly, it's just, it's amazing. I think that's one of the things that I love more about the car scene now than the cars itself. It's just the people, the personalities that you meet. You know, not everyone is going to, you know, know exactly what you're talking about, but then that's what makes it special because then you can just geek out about talking out but talking your, your your whole life away about the cars what you love about them what's good what you don't recommend and it's just it's it's a lot of fun you know we we definitely um get to go to events and meet people that we probably don't know in person but we follow their page their For builds sure. and it, it just really adds more to uh to the car to the the car scene and I, that's kind of like what I want to share, but I, I don't know if if, if the viewers kind of want to see that. Mm. You know, yeah, that's kind of a that's a that's that's a the thing that you go through with starting a YouTube channel, or yeah. you know, you always have to think about like, was well, this interesting? Yeah. But then sometimes I don't know if that's the best way to look at it, you know, because you have to think about it like you're you're one of eight billion people, exactly. So you're, your universe, your experience is 100% completely unique. Mm-hmm. Now, whether you'll, you, you, you'll do things that others will relate with, and that might be a reason that they jump on, but like you're you. Nobody else is you. Nobody can t- tell your story mm-hmm. like you. Um, and that's what people, at least that's what I look for right. as far as content. Mm-hmm. because I mean, do I have so much stuff going on in my day? Like if I'm going to sit down and watch somebody's content, the least that I want is it to be who they are. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch a character. Yeah. You get what I mean? Absolutely. And when I meet these people in person, I want to meet who that person is that they're displaying on their content mm-hmm. because that's the reason that I'm, attracted to them right because of what they're showing me yeah. you know and it's happened so many times where i will meet somebody and i'm just like nah, i don't really vibe with you in person right or i'll meet somebody and then i'll be like man you should do more of this online mm-hmm. because this is way more interesting than the person that you're trying to portray absolutely you know and yeah. if you don't need to do content for a business or to make money or anything like that, like you're kind of in a unique position where you can do this as a hobby mm-hmm. and you can do this however you want to do it. Yeah. Um, and that's one, one way I feel about the podcast is like, there are certain things that I can do in this podcast that would make it more acceptable to a larger audience. Oh, of course. Yeah. But I want the audience that, is interested in what I'm interested, the topics that I talk about, yep. the way I navigate conversations. Mm-hmm. So I've, I'm already 
the bars the ball's already rolling with downstar like that takes care of the finances i need to have some things that are fulfilling to me right to my creativity and i can't worry about if people are gonna like it if it's too long if we don't have any segments in here which is 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 like oh okay this is the segment what's the your first car that you ever drove or you know stuff yeah. like that no dude like i want to sit down with people and talk to people and whether 10 people or 10,000 people watch this podcast that's not going to change this conversation that we had right this conversation is done once we finish it and whether nobody sees it we still had it it still happened no, absolutely. And that's the beauty of it, honestly. I, I think, you know, that that's where most of the stuff gets kind of missed. You know, we definitely don't have that transparency. And you're right. It, I don't I don't want to put a character out there. It's not what I want to do. I don't want to put someone fake. I just I'd rather just kind of put the real things, the real the real stuff out there. And and I think you kind of see it with my editing. <laughs> it's <No>. still very <laughs> raw. Um and it's kind of like one of the things that I like about, you know, just being more natural. You know, again, you can't fake natural. Natural will always just kind of will, will shine no matter what. For sure. So I feel like I do like what, who you see on, on camera is kind of like who I am. That's why, like you, you told me, don't apologize. It's just kind of like mm-hmm. how I am. It's just my, my own personality. And I'll, I'll definitely like for me, I've always been one of those where I try to please everyone mm. you know and and not please them just because it's i'm just trying to get you know um basically I, i'm trying to be accepted but it's just been the way i've always been you know i've always liked to make people feel good you know yeah. I, i'm not one of those that i i need i need you I, I don't need to make someone feel bad to make myself feel good For sure and and that's like one of the things i feed off the most is just kind of like helping someone get to what they want to do and um I feel like at that point, you know, we, we definitely can, you know, just put put our best best personas out there so that people can see. And I I I truly, for me, whoever knows me, they know that who who I am on <laughs> behind the screen is is who I am when you see me. Yeah. And I I, I try to keep it that way. I don't want to. I don't think of myself as any better than anyone else. I feel like if we're all equal yeah we just we all have different talents you know i might suck for at sure for sure for sure <laughs> yeah some things but overall it's for me it's just again it's just uh, the interaction so what do you find are some of your um challenges with your youtube channel um i think it's just me honestly i i i really feel like if i if I put the right amount of time to learning how to edit these videos a little bit quicker and better, gotcha. I think that that would just be the the ticket to you know to not just not 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 understanding what the people want to see, but understanding where how to be a little bit more consistent. Gotcha. And I think that's that's where my biggest lack is right now, just the consistency, because I I have the want, I have the drive, I have the equipment. I, then I just get all those things together and then I just don't put out the, the, the product for sure. Well, you do have discipline because you display your discipline in so many other ways. I do. So there's that. 
there's that thing i think if missing i thing. if i put that discipline to that i think it would be i, w- I would find more success on the on, on youtube right now it's that lack of discipline mm-hmm. and I, I i i've i know it every single time i go to sleep i'm like fuck i should have just done better I have you have time. you pinpointed it like why you feel like that like that you can't turn the discipline on um yeah yeah absolutely it's um sometimes it's just comfort mm. you know sometimes i i'll do I'll, I'll almost every day i'll have i'll have something to do on a car you know whether it's my car or someone else's car but you know like that kind of just tends to take time away mm. and uh, that's my excuse that's gonna be i'll be honest yeah. i think if if i didn't give myself or allow myself to have that excuse i would definitely be more on you know like more on top of my own for sure videos and stuff like that but you know, I, it's, you, know it, it, you know when you <laughs> when you preach something but you don't do it for sure and that's where i'm kind of like I, I am i find myself at times and you know it, it's i think owning up to it right now it's it's better than to try to pretend that it's not what i do um it's definitely something that i'm trying to tell my son not to do yeah <laughs> uh but Overall, I feel like um, right now I, I've, I'm hitting the wall where I see where this is. I see where I'm missing out on and I see where I need to be. Yeah. And that in itself is getting me getting me upset at myself, but building that 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 drive. I think once I hit that drive, I'm just going to go ahead and boom, just just start putting everything to work. And, and that's always been um a thing that i try to change you know because i can accomplish certain things and as as we all can but you know again we just kind of come back to well if i didn't feel like if i needed a rest or needed and just get that that you know go to sleep at this time or do something you know then i could focus a little bit better with my time yeah i feel you bro and i'm i'm in the same boat yeah. as you like I've been wanting to get back into podcasting so much, mm-hmm. but it's just me making excuses of the reasons why I'm not doing it. And, you know, I get down to the the actual truth of it is that it's a lot of work and I don't want to, I don't want to do it. Yeah. That's basically it. I love having the conversations, but after this is another three hours at least of editing you know three camera setup oh, yeah. and then promoing it and it's like damn it's a lot of work but then like i feel like i have something to offer yeah and i feel because people have told me that they enjoy the conversations so like that's it's there you know people love what you do people and tell you every time we go to the meets people will tell you you know, know. and it, so it so even if the work that you're putting out there isn't like to the quality that you would like it at, like people are still enjoying that. Mm-hmm. So you just got to just do it. And that's ultimately what it really comes down to. I just have to get out of my shell and just do it because you're right right now. It's not about quality. It's more about just putting out the consistency. And I think that's the secret to almost anything. If you're consistent in what you really love doing, it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love making videos. I hate doing the the legwork that goes with it. And I, I, 
you know, like part of me wants to just have fun and not put in the that's work. That's it. That's what it, yeah. it comes down to. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's rather unfortunate sometimes, you know, like, again, I, I'll put myself in a position where I'll overload my plate with so many things. And this is where sometimes wanting to do everything for everyone is not always a good thing. Yeah. And if if I do something for everybody, that means I'm not doing something for myself or for someone else. And, um, that's the trade-off, you know, that's kind of like the, the trade-off that you have to fight. And there's all these people that they don't put out those excuses. You know, I was just watching uh, Nick's, one of Nick's videos this morning. And he, a few weeks ago, he went on a spree where he was uploading every day. Mm. It's like, all right, so what's so different? Why, well, how, how come he can do it and I can't? For sure. And, and and for me, it feels like, all right, that's a, you know, I need to kick myself in the ass. Yeah. I need to kick my own ass and just you know get right back to it that's it that's all you got to do yeah. and you know you you use these people as like your fuel yeah you know? yeah no it, the and, and these are the people that i i i'm gonna I'm say i i i respect um you know as, as as a person as as for what they do for their for what they've been able to accomplish you know i definitely i'm not i'm not one of those that hates on people for for being successful for sure I, i'm one of those where i'm like well i i they're doing something right and I want to make sure that I know what they're doing so I can do the same thing. And ultimately, I guess, you know, if not, if, <laughs> but I'm going to start putting out these videos. I, I, I have so many videos to just share with everyone. Um, I mean, it could just be from the trips that we've taken to Orlando, New York. Yeah. It could be the car meets that we've attended to. Um, and again, just even the, the, the normal drives or the installs that we've done here. So there's definitely a lot of videos that are going to be coming out very soon. Uh, I might just even do what Nick did, just pump out videos every day. <laughs> I mean, once you get into it, yeah, it's just it, it, it becomes part of your everyday life. It is. And, you know, uh, this is where, honestly, I, um, I, I, get, I get mad at myself. I get very upset at myself when I don't do stuff. And I feel like right now. I've been putting off the the channel more than what I should. You know, one of the things that I think I talked about was working less physically and working more in a sense, kind of like what we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I would love to also just kind of invite people over, talk about their cars, take it for a drive. And if they want to share a little bit more, then that would be fun. But then people wouldn't watch it. <laughs> you know, they want to see the drifting, the burnouts. Bro, there's somebody... <laughs> for everybody yeah right yeah. that's all it is there's yeah. somebody for everybody oh, absolutely and when when you put out a video and it gets three thousand views and then you look at somebody else that's doing that kind of stuff and they get three million views bro that's still three thousand people that saw what you did yeah they were interested in what you were doing and interested in what you created no absolutely like there's three million people watching the kardashians you know like that doesn't mean that it's quality that just means that they're creating something that is like whatever it's it's attractive to a, a larger audience but is that what you want do you want all these like these idiots in your comments or people watching you know sometimes i'll yeah. watch like huge um like big channels and i'm like man dude 
this is a bunch of idiots in here, bro. I'd rather have it cut down and just have like, you know, a, th a few thousand real people watching this shit. Like that's where we get kind of like intimidated by by numbers. You're you right. Know? You're right. Um, you know, it's funny because you, you, you hit a, a very good like topic that I feel like sometimes, you know, it's like, oh, this, the quality is not the best or, you know, or they're, what they're doing isn't always the best, but they're doing it. Mm -hmm. and that's the difference and that's the thing where again it's like i guess i'm my own hindrance you never know that if what you were doing wouldn't take off no absolutely and that's why in a sense it's and i think this should go for everybody just do just do it just don't be afraid you know because when you're afraid you hold yourself back for sure you know when you start second guessing yourself that's when things go wrong you got to do it your way, bro, because say if it does pop off and you started doing it some other way and then it pops off. Now you got to continue doing it the other way that you weren't even happy with doing it in the first place. You were just doing it just to get views. I think that's kind of like where maybe perhaps I'm still figuring out my identity of the channel. Got you. You know, I, I don't want to, I, I, again, it's like most of the stuff that I do, it's already being done, but I want to do it differently. I want to do it with like the Daniel M life kind of sure. twist to it, you know? So I, I'm still trying to figure that out. I know that obviously I need to put in more work. And I think with anything, as long as we're just, we take the leap of faith, something's going to happen. You're either going to learn how to do it the wrong way or you're going to learn how to do it the right way after you do it the wrong way a few other times. You see somebody like a TJ Hunt, right? TJ Hunt has such an amazing following because mm -hmm. people have seen him grow from just a kid in his garage working on an FRS to arguably one of the biggest automotive influencers out there. Absolutely. And they've been following him his whole journey they've been following him when he's trying to figure out how to work on cars putting rep parts on to now having his own multiple businesses creating his own products and they've seen his evolution absolutely you know you're on that you're on that level as well you're you're evolving so you have to evolve in real time and people are going to be a part of it mm -hmm. and they're going to support daniel m life wherever you're in the future because they fuck with you mm -hmm. if your videos aren't the best quality if it's not the best editing or what have you it doesn't matter all it is is we need content bro yeah. feed us we need something to support you with yeah how no, am i gonna right. how am i gonna buy something from you when you don't have nothing to sell you know you yeah. need to sell yourself bro and you need to have content up there at all times because if you want you want to show your life like you have to show your life you can't show it polished exactly all the time and and see that that's where i was thinking you know like it would be nicer just not to show the polished part which is the cars the being worked on how about showing behind the scenes For sure. you know like everybody else and and i feel like that's going to be the part that I, I'm gonna gravitate to the most and once I get my head out of my ass and start putting all this to work it's what I want to show and that's definitely what I'm trying to capture I'm not just trying to capture the car I'm trying to capture the the whole uh, the story behind it and I guess to show my own perspective of what 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 we can do 
this is your life bro mm -hmm. you're showing your life everything that goes on in between us yeah. yeah some days you're gonna have a good day yeah some days you're gonna have a bad day yeah but are you gonna have enough balls to put your bad day out there to put your mistakes out there absolutely so everybody else can see and judge it like yeah. are you gonna want to be able to to do that like to show your most authentic self well unfortunately you know when we put ourselves out there on youtube we kind of put ourselves to be ridiculed so we have to know that when we put ourselves out there we have to learn how to take the good and the bad for sure um definitely there, there's there's always been comments you know like oh you're soft-spoken you need to speak up but your camera shakes too much but you gotta just take those as as good constructive criticisms otherwise if you take it too personal as a personal attack you're just gonna get mad why would somebody say that your camera's shaky if it's not shaky exactly <laughs> exactly why would someone say that you're soft-spoken if they didn't have a problem hearing you yeah you know you take all that into consideration of course and and that's kind of like where uh, I you you have to learn how to not you have to learn how to just put yourself to be you know uh, as a as a guinea pig for just basically as as the one person who's gonna like be in the hot seat yeah so uh, if, if you're okay with that and I think that's where I, I've just gotten to the point where that that's where I put myself and I have to just go with it I have to roll with it and make the best out of it yeah so I feel like at that point, it's always about putting your best foot forward. And with that being said, I don't want to put this character either. <laughs> so For I sure. want to make sure that I, you're right. You got to put the good with the bad because then people will be like, yeah, yeah, that, that happened to me too. <laughs> yeah, and you you got to think too, like if, if this person leaving this comment, if this is their conclusion that they came from whatever you're giving them, mm -hmm. that's that's all they have to go off of yeah. if they really knew you if they really know knew what kind of person you were then they would have b more tools to be able to come up w with a better conclusion absolutely but that's all that you give them mm -hmm. you know so w with me personally like i would look back at some some times where like you know we weren't favored the best and i have to look I, back like man what what was i putting out there for for them to judge me on right and maybe they did come to the right conclusion you know what i mean mm -hmm. and it, w it was on me that i wasn't putting out the message in the best way so it's received by the masses yeah no you're, you're right it just and that's the thing it's a beautiful thing but it's kind of like one of those things like yeah, damn because everyone's going to interpret things differently. Mm -hmm. Not everyone will interpret the, the things that you and I will understand it at that moment, you know? And it's just about, just fuck it. Just put it out there. Whatever, bro. They haven't lived your life. Yeah. You yeah. know, they haven't lived the life experiences that you have. Oh, exactly. You know, when, when somebody will say something to me and I'll look at their page and they're just like from some little town in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, bro, I get it. Yeah. You have no way of even judging the things that I'm talking about mm -hmm. because you've never even experienced it. Yeah. So how can how can I be mad at you for that? You know, like some some people get upset about that, and you know when when I first got into Instagram, it, it kind of bothered me. You know, like the hate. But in a sense, it's like 
with my channel or with my cars or with my Instagram page, it's not it's not like a flex. Like, hey, I'm I'm putting your face. I did it, and you you can't do it. Yeah, I, I do it because, hey, man, I'm just a Mexican kid who did it. If a Mexican kid who did it, who went through all these challenges to be able to be here, bro, if you're born here and you have all these tools, you should be more than me. For sure. You know, you, 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 and that's kind of like how I see things. I, don't, I, I want to make it inspirational. I'm not trying to make it like, hey, hate on me or look For at sure. me, you know. And, and that's overall what I really want people to know, you know. I don't want it to feel like, hey, I've um, got this Rolex, look at it, you know. It's... It's not about that. I, I, I'm more about like, hey man, I, 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 why don't you get to know me? You know, come hang out, let's talk. You know, and then, you know, then then we can really just decide who we really are, or you can, you know. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. However, they feel about you no, no. or whatever they think. Absolutely not. I mean, I'll be part of it. Yes, it does because, you know, and then this is where, if I'm gonna be doing this. I'm going to need people to support me for sure. They're going to have to, you know, and, and, and I have to learn how to either say, fuck it. You're going to le- like me for who I am or fuck it. You're just not. And it's a give and take. You know, you, you, like you said, you got to feed, feed them what they want. And sometimes what they want is just to be, to see the raw you, you mm-hmm. know, just no, no, no cameras, no makeup. Fuck the bullshit. Just kind of just the raw, the raw personality for sure. And I think right now that was just me. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Now you, uh, but you definitely have something, Danny. You definitely do, and people enjoy it. They oh. enjoy what you do. Oh, thank you. Um, you've helped out so many people in this community. You know us for sure. You no, know, I, I, I credit like you helping us grow in the BMW community a lot, oh. dude. Wow. Because if it wasn't for you, it would have definitely taken a lot longer. Wow. Wow. Thank you. (laughs) That means a lot. For sure, bro. And I I appreciate that so much. And, you know, I appreciate our friendship that we have. Likewise. Likewise. Just just traveling and the memories that we've already made. Oh, absolutely. I mean, honestly, for me, it's been a huge honor and a huge privilege to, to get to know you as a friend, to be able to travel, be a part of, you know, like be be just a small part of the downstart you know like brand that you've built it's it's amazing and and honestly just getting to know you these past few months have really kind of pushed me to just be more than you know be more outspoken be more outgoing be more you know just be doing more basically and and that that is basically what you need to do if you want to be successful yeah unfortunately you know you there's a lot of people who are fun at the clubs and fun doing other things, but you gotta kind of associate yourself with people that you look up to and that you want to, you know, you admire and mimic and and grow with. And I feel like again, just since the moment I met you, you know, when I first walked in here, it was like you were an amazing person, and I was Thank already kind of like just gravitated to the brand and Gabe and. The whole downstar team with brandy it's just amazing what you what you have here and again just to be able to show it to my followers my viewers for me again it's just kind of like showing them something that i love you know that this is to me it's not just the hardware it's kind of like the whole downstar for team, sure the family and not family yeah <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but yeah, yeah dude yeah. hell yeah man we've had a lot of good times dude, dude. And, and that's like if if this is what people want to see yeah. people want to see this like the things that they see online or what have you like that's that's not even one percent of no. what we do no. you know and like all of this stuff that we do i mean it's interesting to me <laughs> oh no believe me for me it is too I, I love to just listen to everyone's stories because everyone's stories is not always the same everybody has a stories with scars or stories with happiness or sadness and you know it's just it's beautiful just to get that melting pot and i think that when everybody goes to my house to the garage i i i don't just work on their cars i actually get to meet the person For and, sure. and see who they are and that, that that to me means a lot you know it means a lot more than the money yeah. and whatnot it's just it's nice to have it yeah <laughs> it gets you nice things but overall like honestly if you can leave with a good experience of someone or being treated like above and beyond it's just it, it just it's unforgettable yeah dude it just makes you feel good yeah you know it yeah. makes you feel good and it does there's so much life is hard bro there's so oh, much in is. this life that'll make you not feel good absolutely so if you can give that to somebody like why wouldn't you yeah and like i said for me i've you know i've i've been blessed enough to you know go through the things that i've gone through because it's made me who i am you know i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh i hate this part of my life i think it's just been wonderful you know it's for sure it's made me realize appreciate learn and i'm still learning and growing and uh, it's just life you know you just gotta Take it and make it the best. And live life. Yeah, absolutely. Live life. Live that's, life. That's why we had breakfast this morning. <laughs> I told you, just fucking live life, Danny. Oh hell yeah, bro. Well, I'm excited, man. I hope that um, I hope that you get everything that you want. You know. Well, thank and you. Yeah, I know you will if you thank put you. that work in. No. I know you will. Thank you. I, I definitely want to make sure to you know again. I hope I, I come back and next time around and. And hopefully just give you guys a little bit more insight. Um, obviously, you guys kind of found out I wasn't born here. I, <laughs> I, you know, I lost my shoe. I lost it. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, but, the, that's why combos like this are important, man. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things that people didn't know about you that, that you've talked about in this. And it will give them more perspective now. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think that's the thing that, you know, like makes me appreciate not just the things, but the people. And, and again, it's... I don't leave with when when people leave my house, it's not the impression of the car that always leaves me. It's always the impression of the person. For sure. So if if I get like good vibes, good pers good everything, honestly, I'll I'll feel like that person is like it's an A plus in my book. For sure. Even though their cars might be dirty. Ah, <laughs> not just kidding. So we'll have a um. So we're gonna have a pretty fire vlog coming up soon when we go to SEMA. Oh, I know. I Dude. know. Dude, I'm ready for that. Was that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Mm -hmm. That's three days. I know. And actually, all day too. This whole year, honestly, for me, has been amazing. You know, this was like the year that you know, like we have really had gotten a chance to really get to know each other. Downstar, the whole car scene, everything's been crazier. It's been blowing up more, and I'm just honestly looking forward to the next, the next chapter the next the next day because like i said it's very interesting and to be able to see through your eyes because downstar has been in the car industry for a long time i mean you've been to japan you've been all over the world pretty yeah. much so you've seen it all 
and I'm just barely getting a peek, you know, to, to it, the whole dude. scene. So, dude, this is gonna be amazing. Uh, again, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, and I hope you know we get to do this again. Dude, we're gonna have a blast, bro. Seema is gonna be awesome. Um, only things we're just gonna be walking a lot. I know, and not sleeping much. Hey, I'm just down for on that. these streets. Bro. I just need some coffee. More coffee, yeah, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. You, you saw it. I, I finished my coffee and uh, I, I, I can still go for another hour. <laughs> hell yeah, Danny. So before we get out of here, dude, people want to follow you and watch your channel. Where can they follow you at? Um, so you guys can follow me on Instagram, uh, YouTube, and on TikTok at Daniel M Life. Um, I'm definitely going to be more posting a lot more. I have so much content. I need to get out. My phone is getting overloaded. So I need to delete some of the <laughs> videos and pictures. So I'll definitely be getting to that. Um, you guys follow me there. Uh, follow me on Instagram. That's where you guys will be able to get more of my daily content. You guys will know where I'm at. You guys will know what I'm doing, um, whose car I'm working on, or what products I, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, and Again, it is just more of an insight to my life, not just the cars. So, you know, just drop a comment. Let me know where you guys feel like I, I could improve or, you know, what you guys would want to see more in the future, the near future. And uh, hoping that 2024 is honestly kicks off even better than this year. It's going to be a great time, dude. Yeah, definitely. So, Hell yeah, Danny. Thank you for your time, bro. And um, thank you guys all for watching. This is Downtime with Downtime. We out. Peace.